0: Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean and Matt O'Leary. Boys, how you doing tonight? Green Bean, I'm going to throw it to you first.
1: I'm doing all right, man. 23 days left. What other ways can we possibly look at this from? You know, what other angles? I'm excited to see what creative stuff we come up with, man. I'm in. I love it. Matt, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. April is finally here. It's our favorite month, boys. Let's do it.
0: Hell yeah. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in the stream, hit that like button. For every 25 likes, we're going to get a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. And for anyone who's watching afterwards, leave a comment on this video and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. All right. Lots of fun stuff to get into. So let's let's do this. Yeah. We'll jump right off the bat. So we were talking a little bit in our you know private chat amongst ourselves. Which wide receiver would you trade for? There has been a ton of rumors whipping around. Uh, there's AJ Brown. There's DK Metcalf. There's, uh, geez. Bra- uh, Debo Brad Cooks. Debo. Yeah. There's there's a whole bunch of guys that we could potentially talk about. Uh, so. I want to hear your thoughts. Is there a player you particularly want or don't want? And how would you go about it? What's the value you think uh, should be associated with that? Um, I guess I'll mm, I'll go last. I want to see where you guys go with this. So Greenbean, I'll, I'll kick it to you first.
1: Yeah. Well, number one, I want to just remind everybody um, that a lot of this stuff came from nowhere. So just want to make sure we don't get upset when things don't happen there's not a lot of rock solid sources going on here we're just talking now if i had to pick one of those guys for me i think i'm dk metcalf that's the guy i would want the most out of the group i'd be very happy with like a fourth round pick maybe 111 for brandon cooks i think that would be fantastic Uh, i would like there was some stuff some smoke popping up about terry McLaurin lately I would like I would like him too. I like AJ Brown. Um his injuries freak me out just a little bit. Nothing crazy, but you know, um I think if I had to pick one 25 years old if we're going to pay somebody 20 million up, I for, out of that group, I would be really happy with DK Metcalf. He's played every game he's in, he's got like, you know, I don't know, what 30 touchdowns or something. Um he's an absolute animal, super strong. You know, all the effort is there. You know, it'd be weird to have two wide receivers that dye their hair blonde on the same team for the Jets. But other than that, that's the only bugaboo. Yeah, for me, I think it would be DK if I had my druthers.
0: Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about the wide receiver trade market? And is there someone you would prefer to trade for?
2: So my preference might be AJ Brown, but I don't think the likelihood is there. Um, I think Green Bean hit it with the one that's probably most likely at uh, DK Metcalf just because you, know, you could sell the whole rebuilding thing where Tennessee is very much still going for it. Um, and as Green Bean said, he's, he's young. Um, he's been productive every year he's been in the league. He plays a ton. He doesn't miss time. Uh, he has the size and speed and a deep threat, which is something the Jets don't have. I will say though, someone you mentioned and I have a, a full video coming out on this tomorrow, so I won't go into crazy detail, but I do think some Jet fans are sleeping on Brandon Cooks because he's been extremely consistent throughout his career. He's been mm. over a thousand he's been over a thousand yards in six of the last seven seasons. He's still under thirty years old. And he went for I think it was just over a thousand with six touchdowns, and Tyrod Taylor and uh Davis Mills was his quarterback last year. So Um, I think he could be extremely productive in this system. So don't sleep on uh, Brandon cooks. some
0: Good names thrown around. Good names thrown. So I love the DK trade, specifically the one, if we were to move down from four to nine, uh, and then give up maybe a second round pick in addition to it. So that way we wind up with nine and 10, they wind up with an extra second and the ability to select their quarterback. I think that's really valuable. I, personally, any trade down that nets us a wide receiver, like a DK trade down, like a Chase Claypool trade down, both those would be really attractive to me, uh, or Deontay Johnson, you know, whoever you want to, you know, call it for the Steelers. Uh, Greenby mentioned Terry McLaurin. I did see some some comments about that. He might be my number one if he were to mm. be available. I really do like him a lot, uh, and that's not to say I don't like you know Metcalf or AJ Brown either. I would I would take any one of those guys um, for sure. Brandon Cooks is an interesting one because. I know from what I was reading around January, he did not want to be traded. He's been traded so many times. He wants to be able to be released or stay in the same spot. So I would imagine if he's traded, he's going to dictate where he goes, which means we might wind up with another situation, <laughs> kind of like uh, Tyree kill where it's like, Hey, the jets are in on it, but he's never going to sign an extension. So we're never going to trade for him. His situation is, Almost appears similar, but in a more favorable light than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's contract was three years, $20 million a year, where Brandon Cooks, I believe, is one year, like 12 to 14, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, so it really makes a lot of sense. I'm seeing my audio is low. Is my audio low for you guys? Or is that just John with his uh, low volume? Not
1: for me. John. It sounds good to me. Same.
0: King Blaze says, Green Bean audio louder than Ryan and Matt. I think you guys are all.
1: I could lower mine, though. Hold on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you sound fine in my ears. And I see the audio levels bouncing. It seems like it's all making sense. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I'm looking at all the options, I like Brandon Cooks for maybe a, like Greenbean said, a fourth round pick. If you could wind up getting that. If you could extend him, great. I think it's a good low risk option that doesn't prevent you from, you know, needing to go wide receiver early. Like that's a situation just like the Amari Cooper situation where now you can sit back at 35 and take who's there rather than forcing it at maybe 10 or, or possibly having to trade up. Um, I like the idea of trading down, getting either DK or Chase Claypool or trading, you know, up in the draft as opposed to maybe some other options.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the fun part about it. It's like, what version of the trade would oh, yeah. you be most willing to do? I got to say, even though I liked the idea of getting Tyreek Hill, the idea of losing 35, 38 and 69 it hurts me in in my heart like it's the meat of the draft for me i i just don't love it like i i tend to think that if joe douglas uh was going to make that trade he already has at least for the most part some trade backs lined up to recoup some more of that like maybe 10 just for an example 10 to the steelers and we get their second or i have to believe that he already has a good idea that he's gonna be able to recoup some of that stuff. Cause I just can't imagine going from 10 all the way to 111 uh, for our next pick. And it'd be really, it would kill day two of our amazing live stream that we're setting up for all three days of the draft, yo. So we're gonna be here, but that would crush day two. We'd have nothing to talk about, man. But uh, yeah, I would like something like if it was DK, if it was Terry McLaurin, whatever, if we could trade back from four to Seattle at nine and get DK for that, that would be my preferred way of doing it. Like if Seattle or Washington, look, they just traded for Wentz, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to grab a quarterback up top, you know, have Wentz there as the starter for a year and then Wentz as your backup kind of a thing. And, you know, as insurance, So I could see if either one wanted a quarterback, that would be the preferred way I'd like to do it. Still retain our picks and move back a little bit.
0: Jeffrey, thank you so much for the super chat. We're going to get into our super chat questions after we go through our three topics of the day, and then we'll start hammering those out. So we'll get to it. We're not missing over there, Jeffrey. Um, All right, Matt, anything else to add for the wide receiver trade conversation?
2: No, not really. Um, I, I think if I had to put money on it, my guess would be that it's coming in the draft. But I do think that Joe Douglas has shown that he's willing to look the veteran route if the price is right. So,
0: All right. Next topic up I want to talk about is if we were to trade down, which team would you prefer that trade down to be with? We've talked about Carolina. We've talked about Atlanta. We've talked about uh, Seattle the Steelers, the Saints just have a, uh, you know, a new trade potentially with picks 16 and 19. The Eagles no yeah. longer have three first round picks. They're only sitting at 15 uh, and 18 now. So I want to hear from you guys. Is there a preferred destination uh, that you like as far as a trade down? What would you be possibly looking to get? And who would you possibly be looking to target in that trade down scenario? So Greenbean, I'm going to throw that one over to you first.
1: But wait, so which? what exact trade down? So if we were to trade down, which team would I want to do it with is like my yeah, preferred like there, trade down? Okay.
0: Exactly. Is there a slot yeah. And then in that slot? And you can give a rough compensation. It doesn't have to be exact, but like what you think it might go for. And then is there a player that you'd probably want to target in that uh, you know, pick threshold?
1: Yeah. Well, again, I'll just quickly, I'll say that I would love to trade back and get one of these guys. Like one of these teams really wants to jump up. And, uh, and they're willing to lose the player for the right to do that, you know, and get into a place where they can get the guy that they really want. I would like that, but I have to say the one that makes the most sense to me is, and we've been talking about it for a little while, is that 10 to 20 Steelers, uh, pick like, so if maybe just as an example if Malik Willis slid through makes it to 10, they don't feel good about him making it all the way to 20. They jump up there. Give us pick fifty-two, maybe next year's first, uh, or something like that. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to see. I'd love to trade, you know, back and get the, you know, the like the Saints, for example, getting the two firsts, giving us three firsts in the draft. I'd like to see something like that. Um, it's a little further back than I'd hope to go, but we do still have a top ten pick there. Um, so something along those lines, I think.
0: Matt, what about you? Is there a preferred spot you would want to trade down with?
2: Um, Greenby mentioned both of them. I think the Steelers makes a a ton of sense because they could potentially be looking to move up and draft Malik Willis. But I think the Saints is interesting because how they did it now, you know, the, the picks right after the top 10, but supposedly the rumor is that they are very interested in getting a quarterback or an offensive tackle. So to me that screams, you have to get up to pick four. And now that you have two first rounders, I think the thought would then be: If you're the Jets, would you pick four and get what you say it was 15 and 16, or 15 and 19, 16 and
1: 18, isn't it? Which one was it? Let me see.
2: Which Hold
1: on. Yep. I'll it was tell it you. Two
2: picks in the middle.
1: Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it was 16 and 18. Yeah, 16 and oh, sorry, and 19. New Orleans.
2: Okay so yeah i mean i think that that would be interesting uh to move back and i don't know exactly what the value is there uh it would be an even swap but um if if i'm looking at teams who would be trying to get up it seems like the uh the teams that make the most sense are the saints and the Steelers. um i don't know i think you're kind of just throwing darts after that
0: can you guys hear me is my audio clear i just unplugged my mic and just try it again.
1: No, Stay. you sounded better
2: before to me. It sounds worse now. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. It might be coming through my AirPods. You guys can take hold of this question for right now.
2: Okay. So, anything else, Green Bean, on just trading down? Okay. So, let's say, let's play the game for a second and say it's the Saints. What's the target there then if you're picking at 16 and 19?
1: Yeah, well that changes everything. So that gives us 10, 16, and 19. So I'm still gonna try to see if one of my edge rushers breaks through to 10. So maybe a a Karloftis or a Jermaine Johnson, you know, one of those guys. If they if they make it down, I'm gonna grab them at 10. And then I'm looking for probably a wide receiver with one of 16 and 19, and then I might. I might uh, go linebacker. I might take an offensive lineman there with one of those. It it opens it up quite a bit in my brain, really.
2: Yeah, I think what mood makes sense would then be going getting your edge at 10 with the two guys you just listed off. I'm good with either of those there. I think wide receiver at 16 would also make sense because you, know, you still have some pretty good choices. Garrett Wilson and Drake London probably gone, but maybe Traylon Burks is there, Chris Olave if you like him. And then at 19, the guy I was thinking was uh, Nickobe Dean. I could just see him yep. as a big fit on this defense.
1: Yeah, I really can. I mean, it, it's happening for me. Like, I'm, I'm becoming, you know, every year there are guys that, like, after all the film and all this stuff and all the talk, there are guys that just kind of – solidify themselves as my favorite and leo chanel is really doing that for me now is he a, a robert sala fit i i don't think so I, he's a he's way bigger than what sala usually likes to 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 grab but i would love him but i think nicobe dean to me seems like the sala fit um you know as, as far as his makeup style uh, of play all that all that stuff he can cover as well so I think that he would be a good fit. But I would even be against like going, um, let's say you grab a wide receiver, whoever it is, Drake London, Garrett Wilson at 16. And then you have like the old one, which is like Linderbaum sitting there at 19. Now that Big makes up. sense to me. Like, you know what I mean? Now enough, it opens up enough. You've created enough breathing room to be able to uh, have have a comfort level with taking an extra swing and getting what what could be looked at as like a bonus pick. It's like we got Linderbaum for free. We got our edge, we got Karloftis, we got Garrett Wilson, and now we got Linderbaum or N'Kobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, whoever it is that you want up there. But I think that would be epic, man, if we pulled something like that off. And I so real quick, I see somebody talking about, uh f- you know, that if we traded 10 and 35, it's the same value as 16 and 19. But here's what I want to remember. I want everybody to remember when there are trade-ups in the first round, very rarely is the value dead on because the team trying to get up is going to overpay to get the team to move back. Like we're in the number four and number 10 spot. Those are coveted spots. The saints want to come up. They're not going to require that we give them equal value. They're the ones that want to come up. So I would be surprised if we threw on 35 in that instance. Um, It's possible, but I just want to make sure I say that. Like The team trying to get up, it's an overpay. More times than not, they're coming up for a quarterback most likely. They're willing to overpay. And that's where the Joe Douglas's position would be very, very strong in that instance. You just say, look, man, I'm great at four. I'm great at 10. I don't need to slide back. You're the one who wants to come up. Give me 16 and 19. I'll jump back. Matter of fact, throw a fourth on there for me.
0: All right. Can you guys hear me now? (laughs) Uh, Chat, let me know if I'm coming through clear. I'm not sure if my microphone is different for Greenbean and Matt. Greenbean, Matt, how do I sound?
2: It sounds like you did the first time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, but it's so still, sounds, yeah, it right.
1: sounds good to me.
0: Okay. I, I screwed around with a few things. I can't adjust my, you know, regular mic. So I had to flip some stuff around. Okay. So let me get my thoughts in on the trade down. So if I were to move down, uh, I would be looking, I, so I don't think the 10th pick is very valuable. Um, not that it's, you know, I think the trade for Wentz devalues the urgency to get up to number 10. And I think with Carolina having their, their GM came out and said, hey, sometimes you just got to pull the trigger and bite the bullet on on number six for a quarterback uh, when they were at the owners' meetings. So I think there's value in that, whether it's a smokescreen or not, in, in someone wanting to come up for a quarterback. I do think Atlanta and Seattle are squarely in play as well. So, I mean, maybe it's possible Willis falls to 10, and then it becomes a valuable pick. But I think most teams are going to want to try and get up to the number four pick. If that's the case the saints pick 16 and 19 equals 1800 points or 1850 points or so our number four pick is worth 1800 points so even without you know having to sweeten the pot or anything we can get those two first round picks Uh, i like that option a lot with the steelers i like they got to come up from 20 to four i like a lot of players in that in that wheel space and i do think you wind up getting their first round pick next year as well as a ton of other picks plus claypool so both those are valuable to me because then you go your edge rusher at ten, like let's let's use the the Saints as an example because with the Steelers you'd wind up getting your you know your receiver in Claypool in that circumstance. At sixteen with the Saints, I'm probably looking at someone. Maybe Jamison Williams is there. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, another receiver you like is is sitting there. I'm still fine with trading back into the first, even if even with a trade down with the Saints. So now you wind up with potentially four first round picks. Like I don't have any problem with trading into the back end of the first for a wide receiver. But at 16, you could go your wide receiver. At 19, you could go with you know maybe it's Linderbaum, maybe it's Zion Johnson. I do think that there's probably a lot of guys. Um, I think there I think there's a lot of smoke to the we want a center, uh, yeah kind of thing. Like like we were going after Jensen, we wanted to go after Bozeman. We you know we had Zion Johnson taking snaps at center. We had the interviews with Linderbaum. So I think those are all sort of telltale signs that they want to move on from mcgovern um and i do think that 20 spot could be interesting nicobe dean you guys brought that up i love nicobe dean and that's kind of the sweet spot for where i would feel comfortable starting to take uh, a linebacker um but yeah dude i love all that sort of stuff anything on what i just uh <laughs> rambled about here <laughs> i don't know if i hit on things you guys already said but um
1: your thoughts yeah well no well it all makes a it all makes a bunch of sense you know again like when you look at even value like where are so let's look at the saints trade 16 and 18 for 10 and 35 that they're talking about in the chat you have to ask yourself is moving down six spots from 10 to six is that equal to you and it might it might be for you to move up from 35 to 19. So which way if if you look at it as equal value for me the 10 to 6 is a larger drop than the gain from 35 to 19 is in this draft. Like I like a whole mess of guys in that 20 to 40 range. Like there's plenty of players that I'm really comfortable taking there, but there's only a handful of guys that I really look at that I think are like above the rest and i'm telling you i mean they 10 or i'm sorry 16 might even be a little bit low for that uh in my opinion so that's kind of how you have to look at it. it's like okay if we're given 10 and 35 because it's literally even for 16 and 19 is that worth it to you moving down six spots in the first just to move up from 35 to 19 which is 16. You know what I mean? So how do you look at that? And for me, that wouldn't be enough motivation to get me to, to come out at 10 for me. I'm
0: looking, I'm looking to go from four to 16, as opposed to 10. Like, I think, I don't think the trade value, like you're obviously not going to get as much for 10 as you would for four, but I just if you don't trade out of 4, I think you are making the pick at 10. I don't think we're getting a team to jump up in front of us for potentially like the third quarterback. Like it would not shock me if mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett and Willis wind up going before our 10 pick. And at that point we've just kind of yeah. wasted our, you know, our opportunity. There's also this this whole thing of okay, I do expect the Jaguars and Lions to make their picks, but I think the Texans, the Jets and the Giants are all open for business depending on what teams are willing to give up. So we're not just competing like other teams aren't just competing against Teams that want quarterbacks. We're competing with the Texans and the Giants to play almost like a who's willing to take the lowest deal, but also have the quarterback available to them. Because, like, why would a team want to trade with the Jets if the Texans are willing to take the same offer and you're willing, you're able to jump up to three? So, I, I don't know. I think there, yeah, there's but, a, a few different yeah. pieces in play here.
1: Well, that's exactly right. And you don't know what they're willing to do or what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, the Texans could be looking to get. What the Niners paid last year, you know, for a jump up to three. Don't forget, when people start talking about how unrealistic all this stuff, just last year, in the last draft, we saw a trade up from 12 to three, and we saw three first round picks and a third round pick to do that. So it's not unrealistic, man. So maybe the if the Texans are holding out for three firsts, you know, two more in addition to the one in this draft. You know, uh, what we're talking about could be significantly better. And it all depends on who takes who. I still think Detroit, if they stay at two, and I've been saying it for a while, I think Malik Willis, when the tension of the draft, as it gets closer, starts to press press in on these people, they're going to take their quarterback. If they want him, they're going to say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm not playing games. I'm going to take the guy. And then once that happens, Every other team that was hoping quarterbacks were going to drop, the Steelers, the Seahawks, they're all going to want to come up, man. They're going to panic, and we're sitting right there.
0: Yeah, 100%. Boys and girls, if you're just dropping in, we got 400 people in this stream. We only got 143 likes, so hit that like button for every 25 likes. We'll pick a qualifier for our T-shirt giveaway. Um, All right. Let's move on to our third topic before we jump into our super chat questions that have been coming in. Pre-draft visits. We've heard a bunch of pre-draft visits that are coming in for the New York Jets. You got Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, Devontae Wyatt, Perion Winfrey, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, Isaiah Likely, Ikea Aquanu, Aiden Hutchinson, and Sauce Gardner. So I want to hear from you guys. Give me two players that you are... You know, excited as far as a pre-draft visit goes, um, and is there someone that kind of stands out to you on this list, good or bad? Um, Green Bean, I'll throw it to you first.
1: Uh, you know what I think. This is what I think. I've been I've been secretly thinking it for a little while, and I just I just keep it quiet because that's what the Jets want me to do. I hear uh, <laughs> they want me to keep this quiet. So I think Chris Olave is the guy that they will take uh, if they do take a wide receiver. And I liked seeing him come in. Notice it's been absolutely dead silent about Olave. We've heard Jamison Williams. We've heard Traylon Burks. We've heard Garrett Wilson. We've heard nothing about Chris Olave from the Jets. That, to me, makes me think that's their guy. There's smoke around everybody else. And Chris Olave is absolutely worthy of being in the conversation, and he's ominously not. So that was a guy I was really happy to see that they brought in. And I, I got to say I'm really happy that they brought um, you know all, a lot of the edges, but like particularly Aiden Hutchinson, because I think he's going to slip. That's what I, I do, man. I think that it's a good opportunity. There there's a good potential that because of the three organizations in front of us, they're not known for being well-run, well-organized. They're going to mess it up, and Aiden Hutchinson's going to be sitting there for us at four, uh, and uh, and I think we're going to grab him. So I was happy to see him uh, come in for a visit as well. they got to talk to him about that he only wants to stand up in a two-point stance bullshit. they got to make sure that's not real, and then they can take him.
0: Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about this list here?
2: Yeah, I think it's a pretty good list, and I like Green Bean's point with Olave. I think that was interesting because he's very unexpected, you know, considering where the Jets are in the first round. A lot of people think he's going to go a little bit later. Um, I'm excited about KT because I think they have to do their, you know, due diligence and make their own decision and not just go based off, you know, whatever the media narrative is of the week. Um, And the ones that I don't like, and not really, I guess, don't like, but I just my preference would not to be taking these kind of players that early is Wyatt and Winfrey. Um, I know Perion Winfrey was really good at the senior bowl. I really just have no interest in going interior defensive line in the first two rounds. I think the earliest I would even consider it is the third round. Um, just we've been down this road a million times. I don't have to go through the list of the amount of interior guys the Jets have drafted over the last 10-15 years. So Um, I I just wish that they would put more of a focus on the edge and uh, maybe some other positions before looping back to interior.
0: Yeah, Yeah. when I'm looking at this list, I would say I am the one that makes me nervous. And it's it's not that I am upset that he's on the list because I think he has to be on the list. And that's Drake London because we heard he's pushing his pro day back and a lot of speculation is about that ankle. They, they're saying it's a hamstring, but I think there's a lot of speculation as far as, hey, that ankle's not ready to go. Now we're going to see him real close to the draft. Is that enough time to make your evaluation? I think that's a, a tough thing to kind of go with. Uh, as far as my two favorites, I really like Sauce Gardner. You guys know it. I'm a, I'm a big Sauce fan. But I really like Jamison Williams. I think this is a situation where he is the best wide receiver in the class. He wound up tearing his ACL in a championship game and we're already seeing him starting to work out, and apparently his ACL uh, surgery was slightly different than how I guess they've done them recently, or maybe they're starting to go this route now. They actually put a brace inside of the knee around that ACL, so I think that might help with the mental side of things as far as ACL tears go, because on top of the physical um, difficulties in coming back from an ACL tear, it's the mental aspect for a lot of players. They're afraid to cut on that knee to, to possibly re-injure it. So seeing Jameson Williams, watching him do his workouts, if the Jets trade back, I don't know where he goes. If it's 10 you have to take him at or, you know, mid-teens. I think he goes in the first round. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for all that. And then obviously, you know, the edge rushers, as Matt alluded to, I think Thibodeau, you got to make it, you know a sound judgment on uh across the board. And I do think we'll see a lot of receivers and edge rushers as we get into these visits, as we hear more and more names, you get 30 of these pre-draft visits. And just to see where this deviation is, um, from a position standpoint, I think is really interesting. Greenbean, any thoughts on like how many players at each position you kind of envision us targeting.
1: Um, well, I think, uh, as far as the visits, you know, um, I, I just think like there are clearly some positions that we want to make sure that we address in the first four picks that we have so i think um you know wide receiver edge uh, those are those are definitely two of the of the positions that you want to see them at least bring one each in that top four i wouldn't even be surprised i doubt it but i wouldn't be blown away if they took two edge rushers in that in that batch like in the top in the two You know, the, I'm sorry, the, um, the top four picks that we have. But like seeing guys like Sauce Gardner on there, I know that makes a lot of people happy as well. And I think it's smart, man. Like you want to bring the perceived best players in the draft into your building. You want to get them in your building and see who it is. You have a top four pick. Make sure that the person you bring in is the best possible talent, the best possible fit for your team. And if that's Sauce, if that's Aiden Hutchinson, if that's Thibodeau or, or whoever, then you want to have that time private in your facility and on your home turf to be able to kind of pick their brain and see exactly what it is that you like and don't like about them.
0: man. I love it. I love it all the way around. Guys, if you're just jumping into our stream, make sure you hit that like button for every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway. Green Bean, would you like to... Operate Nightbot and do like the exclamation point winner to do our uh, qualifiers. Well, I don't know if you have how a do I do that. Handy. You just you want me to exclamation... write stuff? Yeah, if you got your your pad there, just because it's it's tough for me while I'm talking and scrambling some stuff around. uh Right now we we would have eight qualifiers. I haven't taken any qualifiers down on my list yet. Um, but if you hit exclamation point pad. and winner, Nightbot will pick a qualifier. Ooh, look at that. Okay. Yeah, kind of fun, right? I
1: happen to have a pad. Isn't that wacky?
0: There you go. All right, let's jump into some of our super chats that we've gotten throughout the night. Uh, Jeffrey Lance, thank you so much, says, Jamison Williams is worth the pick at 10. Surest wide receiver. So that's something we were just kind of alluding to. I really like Jamison Williams. I'm a big fan of his. I think when you look at Godwin and you look at um, Gallup, Teams are not afraid of the ACL like they once were. So if the Jets decide to pull the trigger on Williams, a guy that is lightning fast, I would have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, Jonathan W, thank you for the super chat, says, we don't need Cooks. We need a true number one wide receiver, not more number twos. (laughs) I, I would look, I would still trade for Cooks at the right draft pick value. Like I'm not giving up a second round pick like the Texans want, because if I'm taking Cooks, it's because I want him kind of as a stopgap for a receiver that I would like to take in the second round where you don't have to force this guy to be ready. Um, Matt, I heard you make a little uh, a little comment Yeah, you. well, Any thoughts.
2: He's, he's went over 1,000 yards pretty much every year he's been in the league. I mean, as I love DK, but he's been under 1,000 yards in two of his three years in the league so far. So um, I think people's understanding of what a number one receiver is is just off a little bit.
1: Yep, I agree. Jets. I agree with Matt,
0: everybody. <laughs> Jets NY, thank you for the super chat, brother, says, I agree with Matt. Cooks is an under-the-radar, legit top-wide receiver. Numbers don't lie. Definitely okay trading a pick or two for him. Uh, so I guess, Matt, let me know what you think is fair value for uh, Cooks, and then I want to get Greenbean's thoughts on uh, this particular value as well.
2: So supposedly the Texans want a second rounder. And while I think I would be okay with giving up a, like one singular second round pick, I don't think it would go for that. I think a third rounder is probably where you're at. And I would be more than comfortable giving up pick 69 for Brandon cooks.
0: Green bean. How much would you give up for Brandon cooks? What do you think is a good value for him?
1: Well, you know what Brandon Cooks does for me? Um, It makes me more comfortable drafting a guy like Jamison Williams if we wanted to do that. Like, I still don't like it. I think he's wide receiver one in this class. I still don't like it. We're the New York Jets. It doesn't work for us. I don't know when we're going to actually just swallow that pill and understand that we are not the Ravens. We are not the Steelers. When we take chances like that, they don't work. Every year, Jets fans forget all about it but so me it spooks me. So if we were going to eyeball Jamison Williams and grab Brandon Cooks, so there you know, so we're kind of covered. I like that idea and I'd be willing to give I'd be shooting for pick 111. Uh, I would really try hard not to give up 69, but I might go there if I maybe I'd give 69 and they throw in a sixth kind of a thing, something like that uh for Cooks. I'm definitely not giving a second round pick.
0: Yeah. I, one thing that was brought up yesterday on the call-in show, and that was about Jamison Williams, was if we're looking to run more 12 personnel and you have Michael Carter, you have Elijah Moore, you have Corey Davis, you have Braxton Barrios, how many people are honestly getting the ball, uh, you know, the target Mike. share anyway? Like, you kind of have the opportunity to let someone like Jamison Williams sit a little bit because Corey Davis is on this team through this year and then, you know, his fate is a little bit up in the air after that, depending on how he performs this year. So there is sort of that built-in buffer already. Uh, it's just – I'm with you, Green I kind of like – I like the addition of a vet wide receiver that allows you to bring your rookie along a little bit slower. But it, it feels like it's getting to be a little cramped in that room.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. That's the thing. Like, I, I'm going to be real on it. I've said it before. But I'll tell you real honestly, and I got my head chewed off on the Jets lounge the other day because Jets fans get real rigid in their thinking, and they wanted to cut, they wanted to kill me. I said I'm not even going to be surprised if the Jets don't go wide receiver at ten. I mean, I I see other other yeah. talent there that might supersede wide receiver at ten. I know Matt and I have talked about this. Uh, I'm not as spooked to wait till the second round. If you look at the last three years, the guys that popped through to the second round, we're talking about. You know, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, uh, Elijah Moore. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the guys who are usually there. And it's like that every single year. There are fantastic uh, Pickens, uh, you know, Pittman. I mean, it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm comfortable waiting there because, you know what, I would like to see the Jets do, and it's, or it's probably not going to happen. I would love to see us grab probably the best pass catcher in the whole draft. At pick thirty-five, and that's still Trey McBride. And I would love to see just because he happens to be a tight end. I'd love to see two and three tight end sets all day long, and then mix in, like you said. You know, we don't need all the wide receivers. We still got Corey Davis. We got Elijah Moore. We got Braxton Berrios. We have Denzel Mims. Um, and you can still draft one, but draft him in the second round, uh, and and let's just roll like that, man, and have a have a you know a a, a nice tough ball control offense filled with uber talented people just because, uh, Trey McBride's is not a wide receiver. He's just as good as most of the wide receivers as far as his job, which is to receive the ball.
0: Yeah. I Trey McBride for me, I get the feeling he's not making it out of the first. Now I think because we signed Uzama from, uh, Cincinnati, I get the feeling he may wind up going 31 to the Bengals. Um, we'll see how that, that kind of plays yeah. out. It's, it's all kind of, up there uh clay wavy says ryan chat is saying your audio is audio is low just an fyi thank you clay hopefully wow, it's, yeah. it's a little bit better now
1: guys are uh,
0: that was a while ago like... <laughs> um yeah. we got mutt Viles dropping in with a super chat thanks mutt Viles says sup guys ryan i would trade back with the Steelers and maybe draft what i showed you in my mock last stream so let me pull up his mock draft real quick I think it was, was it Twitter that you sent it? Yeah, it was Twitter he sent it to me on. Uh, so his trade up with the Steelers, or trade back with the Steelers. That's not it. Hold on. All right, so he has, I'm not exactly sure how he got all these, but Jamison Williams at 12, Carl Loftus at 20, Linderbaum 35, Pickens 42, McCreary 46, Ojibow 69, uh, Ferrone McKinley, 73. Tyler, Algier, 85. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Linderbaum makes it to the second round. I think someone's going to pull the trigger on him at some point in the first round. But I do think that is a, uh, a pretty solid draft all the way around. Uh, Isaac, thank you so much for upgrading your membership, brother. He upgraded Woo-hoo. to the frequent flyer tier. Members, drop some JETS in the chat uh, for Isaac up in his membership much appreciated brother jean-jacques saucy must love sauce gardener um thank you He's has got 19 months of channel membership he gets a super chat uh each month that he's a member here so a free super chat for each month that he's here uh if he only wants to use a stand-up stance talking about hutchinson that looks like an expletive to me uh f him <laughs> we don't want him uh yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that's about. Hopefully he's not, you know, locked into just a two-point stance. I would think he's, he's going to be a little bit all over yeah. the place there. Uh, Justin Rivera drops in with Super Chat, says, Sup, fellas, rank these six draft day needs. Uh, wide receiver, edge, swing tackle, free safety, linebacker, rotational, interior defensive lineman. Thanks, guys. Uh, Matt, let's throw this one to you first.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I would go edge, wide receiver, uh, linebacker, safety, mm, tackle, interior defensive line.
0: Yeah, if I'm looking at this, it's edge first, wide receiver second, um probably linebacker linebacker and safety would be like kind of where I'm yeah you know more of a toss-up I'm good either way there I do think the value for safety is better in the second round than it is the third and I think the value at linebacker in the third isn't necessarily that different from the second round so maybe I'll say edge wide receiver safety linebacker just because of that and then I'm, I'm I'm with you on uh, swing tackle and re- rotational interior defensive lineman. The tackle thing for me is mainly because we don't know what's going to happen with George Fant. We don't know the injury status of Makai Becton, uh, and just having that backup tackle is so critically important. I think that's where I'd I'd go with that route. And interior defensive line, I'm you know I'm just don't particularly love right now <laughs> from all our draft history. Greenby, what are your thoughts on these uh, these positions? How would you rank them?
1: Uh. Let's see: edge linebacker, uh, free safety, wide receiver, swing tackle. I um, I, I'll go tackle interior defensive line. I don't think either are all that hurting right now. I'd, I'd rather see a guy like a developmental, you know, tackle that's you know, not necessarily focused on his versatility to keep him as a swing tackle for too long. I'd like to see them bring a fourth, fifth round tackle in there. um, Mm -hmm. That somebody that can develop and is, you know, the plan is for him to take over, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's optimal. That's, that's what you want. You want like your mid to late round draft pick offensive lineman. Um, You know, they're, they're, uh, you know, back up for a year two years and they're ready to come on in there's a smooth transition, so I'd like to see that. The, the defensive line I'm pretty good with. I mean, we got to keep adding big boys to it, but I don't see that as a as a need. I know people want to talk about Jordan Davis and, um, you know, Ferdarian Mathis and all that stuff, and I like these players, but I just don't see the need there, you know. Again, we always want to add late-round big bodies, you know, but uh, you, you can find run stuffers and all that in the 5th, 6th seventh round, uh, not that we have sixth and seventh round picks, but yeah, I think it's might, edge linebacker, know. free safety, wide receiver. So,
0: so you, what you say? You said edge linebacker, free safety, wide yeah. receiver. Was that the, so is, yeah. do you say linebacker because the position group is weaker or because you think the linebackers in that like 10 through 20 ish range, if that's where we wind up being are a better value or maybe not better value, but are better. And you like the wide receivers in the second round, um yeah. more. Like does it's, does that impact your ranking?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's both because um I, I think that there's a larger drop off from the first two, maybe three linebackers to the next next batch. So that's Devin Lloyd, Nakobe Dean, maybe Chanel. I'm falling deeply, deeply in love with him. Uh, right about now, but going from those guys to Christian Harris, Chad Muma, Asamoah, um, excuse me, um, those guys, like I see that as a nice, nice significant drop-off. When you're looking at the receivers, like you can like Garrett Wilson, you can like uh, Drake London, Traylon Burks, you can like Watson, you can like Dotson, you can, I mean, there are, to me, they're they're all kind of bunched up. And one guy's probably a little better at this thing than the other, but I don't see the panic. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I'm not saying that the Jets won't take a wide receiver at 10. I don't see that as a need to use a first-round pick. I'm fine with doing it, but I think that the drop-off is more significant at linebacker than it is at, or at, at wide receiver from my eyes.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And I, I do think while I would say wide receiver is our second biggest need, I'm right there with you. I would prefer to either trade back into the first for a wide receiver just in front of the Packers or Chiefs because I think you can do a second and, you know, if it's a second and third, you're probably going high 20s. If it's a second and a fourth, you know, tail end of the first, whatever it is. Um, I like that value more than receiver in the top 10, personally. Um, So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Guys, before we jump on to this next Super Chat, I do want to acknowledge, I should have brought it up at the beginning of the show, uh, our good buddy Gitmo Bob. Uh, we want to send our prayers out to him. I guess he's got a little bit of uh, some not-so-great news going on right now. So, guys, keep Gitmo Bob in your thoughts. Uh, we love you here, and hopefully you get better soon. Right
1: on, man. It's been a great through. community. Everybody's reaching out. You guys are the best. Your, your football takes are really lacking, and you uh, you don't really know what you're talking about. But as far as the love from this community, man, I'm impressed. You guys are the best.
2: That was funny. Agree. Oh, <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Candle Jack drops in a soup chat, says, seems like many just assume Moore can't be our number one. Yeah, right? Like, it feels like Moore's kind of getting shafted. He could have wound up being a first-round pick last year. He showed out well towards the end of last year. You know, I think a lot of us think he could be that, you know, I I don't want to call him just a one, but I think when people refer to a one, they're referring to... Maybe a skill set that's that's different, like a jump ball type guy, or like a you know really takes the top off of a of an, uh, a team. And I think they kind of envision Elijah Moore as working almost like a slot, even though he's been playing on the outside. So I do think Elijah Moore can absolutely be our number one wide receiver. I think it's yep. entirely possible. Um, my concern is kind of behind him, where I don't necessarily trust Corey Davis or or think that he'll be here beyond this year. And Braxton Barrios kind of performs a, a different role than I'm, I'm looking at for wide receiver. So I guess for me, Moore is absolutely a solid starter, whether he's one or two, I don't think it matters, but I do think we need an additional wide receiver in conjunction with him. Whether you call that a one or a two is, is entirely, you know, I guess up to the, the eye of the beholder. Matt, your thoughts on, uh, on this thought process?
2: yeah I agree with you I it's not that more can't be a number one I just think it's you need more in that wide receiver room um I like Corey Davis um I think he should be better this year um but beyond that you're one injury away from being in the spot you were the last two years where in week 17 Zach Wilson throwing a guys you never heard of um so I don't want to be in a situation like that I just want more depth at the position and more high-end talent um and I like Braxton, but I think he's best suited as like a number four coming in, rotating in and being your special teams guy. I think they need one more for their trio because more often than not, I feel like it's going to either be the 12 personnel or three wide receivers on the field. Um, so I feel like they need one more receiver and um, I really like the
1: guys at the top. So
0: Greenbean, your thoughts on Moore and him possibly being a number
1: one. My concern with Moore is injury. You know, it's like, that's the only concern I have with him, man. I think he's about as talented of a wide receiver as we've had in here in a long time. Um, and uh, I have no doubts about what he can accomplish talent-wise. He had three injuries last year and ended the season on IR, so that spooks me a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. Everybody with the Jameson Williams stuff, man. And Moore didn't have injuries. In college, you know, like guys like Cam Clark, Becton, they weren't even injured in college. They come to the Jets and then they'd be, you know, so grabbing a guy that's injured spooks me. Like when we grab a wide receiver, as much as I like George Pickens, I wouldn't want to take George Pickens in the first or second round. Why? Because he's too many injuries and the Jets, um, our history up to this point has pr- shown us that we are not past. We are not over that hurdle. Hopefully we're working on it. I'm I'm, I'm hoping, I'm rooting but for me, it's 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 still a little spooky. But I think his talent level is absolutely um, to have that Tyreek Hill esque impact on a game if he and Zach Wilson actually start to get that comfort level like Mahomes and Tyreek Hill have, uh, and that comes with time. And you know, and Zach Wilson having time, I think Elijah Moore's ceiling is. I don't even think that we can see it. I mean, I think he can be as good as he wants to be. But just to talk about the wide receiver, like people are just, I mean, people are nuts. Like I'm not saying we don't need a wide receiver. What I'm saying is with everybody saying that we need to take a wide receiver in the first, I want you to take a few minutes, go back and look at the wide receivers that were taken in the first 10 picks of the second round for the past three to five years. Look at it the last 20 years. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Every single year, there is absolutely undeniable talent in the beginning of the second round at the wide receiver position. Now, if we choose to get one in the first, fantastic. I'm not against it. All I'm saying is open up your minds a little bit. There's more to it than we have to get one position at one pick or all's lost. It's not that. It's just not. Go ahead and take a look, everybody. You'll see the players I'm talking about every single year. So me, I can respect what anybody's saying they want a wide receiver at 10, that's fine. I don't feel that same stress. I'm totally comfortable waiting to 35 because I don't think that the guys up top are that much different than the guys that you'll get at 35. Now if they take eight wide receivers off the board, which I don't see happening, maybe you got a point, but I don't see that happening this year. So anyway, that's all I'm saying with the wide receiver thing. You guys got to you guys got to loosen up your your straps little bit out there
0: so Matt I know we got to let you go here in just a second so this one's going to go towards you Garrett Starnes drops in the super chat says just a reminder to everyone that no matter what happens I think we can all agree that Rich (laughs) Samini will still and always be uh will be a stooge Matt any thoughts on uh this comment here
2: well Rich Samini tweeted out the day job a link to the day job today he tweeted out something about odds checker so I can't hate him too much today I got to give him some credit there um, but I mean, I think you guys know how I feel about the beat. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I think the Jets beat is one of the more talented beats, uh, across professional football. I do think we have a lot of content creators across the board in all different platforms, whether it be podcast or video or, or, uh, you know, paper, anything like, or maybe you ask us online blogs, things of that nature. Um, for me, where it comes in is when you wind up, you know, bashing a guy for character things or, or bashing a dude without things being um, you know. Blame the guy on the field, I guess. Don't don't just make up stories to make up stories or or get people fired up, uh, for sure. But Matt, I'm gonna oh oh can I do it? Let me see if I can do it. Can oh. Set it up right. Oh no Oh I can't do the chicken. I should have God uh, damn it. I gotta get uh, the chicken. Oh, I, oh come on I'm oh. so bad at this
2: I know. Oh, it's okay. So bad. I'm sorry. I hate to leave you guys, but we got to go back and do the other job. So appreciate you having me as always. It's a ton of fun.
1: He's got to right, go right we'll for Semini. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get green bean back over here. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. All right. So now we got uh, Adam S. Adam S drops in with Super Chat says chances we trade down from four or ten before the draft, um, I would be shocked if we did that. Um, hmm. I think there's. Well, is yeah, there a please. situation, Green Bean? I guess where you want to trade down prior to the draft? Maybe if they offer like a king's ransom. But
1: yeah. Other than that, totally. like I'd like
0: to sit at four and wait.
1: Well, look at this. Every every year there's a team that's desperate. And like we say like when when guys say, "Oh, that'll never happen." It only takes one. One Mike McGagnon out there who's willing to trade you three second-round picks to move up three spots and not even know who he's going to get. The 49ers traded three first-round picks and a third-round pick last year to get to number 3 and they didn't even know who they were going to get. Now, they might have had an idea that, that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson were gonna go, but they didn't need that was not official. They traded up to three for Trey Lance. They traded three first-round picks and a third for Trey Lance. So don't think that people can't do that. It happens every year. Teams get itchy fingers, they feel like they're on the hot seat. Whatever the motivation is, it happens every single year. So if we were gonna trade before the draft, Ryan, what I think would have to happen. Is something similar to that? Something similar to what the Washington Redskins gave the Rams to move up for um, for RG three, or like I just said, the Niners uh, last year. Like if there, if if somebody comes up and says, "Hey, we'll give you three first and a third, you slide back ten spots," I would mm-hmm. say, it's "Nice doing business with you. Thank you very much." So I would yeah, do I- that, but I I think you're right. I think it's more than likely to happen on draft day though.
0: Yeah, I think it's got to happen on draft day, and it's not so much because the Jets wouldn't do it. I think it's more so because of the quarterback class in general. The two examples or three examples that you brought up, the Darnold draft, you had Sam Baker, uh, Allen Rosen, Lamar. Last year's draft, you had Lawrence Wilson, Lance, uh, Mac Jones, and Fields. So there was there was a heavy class, and then even with the the trade up to. You know, the Colts had luck. They then number two, they trade up to get RG3. At least you knew those two guys, one of those two was going to be there in those picks. Right. If the team trades up to four. If the Lions take Willis, there's no guarantee that these teams like Pickett or any of the other quarterbacks. Right. Like, I think that's more so the issue in trading down before the draft. Because look, if the Jets are, if they covet a player at four, I think you sit and wait if you are kind of open for business anyway and you're like, Hey, yeah, we'll take the saints 16 and 19 picks this year. Absolutely. Then yeah. If they offer that before the draft move out, who cares? That's, I'm totally fine with that. But I think, I don't think teams are going to want to offer picks until they know the players actually there in that slot.
1: Well, like I said, that's what you'd think, but every year or so somebody does it.
0: We'll Um, see. I think the the traded up. He thought
1: he was getting, he thought he was getting Baker. Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, no, and absolutely. And when Baker went one, my heart sank because I was like, oh no, the Giants are about to take Sam. And I'm
1: like, oh no, we just screwed up so badly. Right. So that's the thing. Like what you're saying is completely logical. I'm with you. I wouldn't do that. All right. But I'm not, all I'm saying is what's realistic. Like, so we see it every year. So to have the idea that it can't happen is just, it's not true because it happens all the time. You know, teams do this. But I think more my preferred way to do it would be to sit there. Like, let's say you covet a player, like you were saying. Let's say it's Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau. If either one of those guys are there, you want them. You wait and see if one of those two guys can slide back. Because if you take the trade beforehand, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a guarantee that one of them slide back to stick it in your ribs. That's the way that goes. That's that's Murphy's law, man. You know what I mean? You gotta believe in Murphy's law. So, but I think that if somebody comes and says, we'll give you two firsts this year and a first next year and a third round pick, like you, that's the kind of stuff, man. Like it doesn't get much better than that. So you just have to ask yourself, is Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau worth more than three first round picks and a third? That's the question. Michael DuBois drops in with the super
0: chat says, trade back from four for 16, 19, and a 2023 20, second. At 10, you go Jermaine Johnson. At 16, you go Jamison Williams. At 19, you go Dean or Lloyd. Brisker at 35. Pickens slash Watson at 38. Dulich at 69. Ooh, man. I like that a lot. I would have done four back to 16 and 19 without getting the 2023 second round pick. If you're telling me I'm getting a second round pick in 2023, I'm all about that for sure. Uh, and I, look, I really like Jermaine Johnson a lot. I really like Jameson Williams a lot. I love Dean. Like, those are three picks right there that I really like. I, Pickens and Watson are interesting to me because I don't know if there's, like... Pickens, I think, is going to be there in the second round. Watson, I'm not so sure about. I think there's going to be some teams that are really high on him, at maybe higher than I would like to to believe. I kind of, when I'm looking at my rankings, I probably have him at four or five, as far as my wide receiver rankings, Green Bean, what do you think about Michael's uh, draft here?
1: Well, just to touch on Watson, like it's just a, it's another funny thing. Like you know, people have fallen off of chairs since his combine, and when you look over his career, he's essentially a three, four catch a game guy. He's had some really big games, hundred yards and over. He's never scored more than one touchdown in a game, so. And he's playing teams like Towson and Albany and and East Tennessee. And, you know, like, I think he's a very talented player. But, um, like, for me, he's, you know, he's definitely not a first-round pick. Like, with I wouldn't even consider him in the first round. Second round depends on who else is there. But I would take quite a few guys before Watson. Um, and so that's the interesting thing with me with this guy. Again, we look at the Combine. A couple people put out some stats or something and everybody goes nuts and they get stuck there. Like I, you know, I've watched everything I can see on this guy, and I like him, but again, uh, it's a little bit concerning. Uh so trading back four to sixteen, nineteen and a two thousand twenty-three second. That's uh that's interesting. I'd have to see the value. I'll trust him on that. Uh Jermaine Johnson at 10. 16
0: 16 and 19 are the value for four. The 2023 second is bonus. That's what 16. that value is. So
1: they're, they're even, Steven, for four?
0: Yep. It's actually, it's like a 50 or 75-point oh, right. swing in our favor. The twenty twenty-three right. second is bonus on top of that.
1: Okay. So good. So there you go. So he did that. Nice job, Michael. So he wants Jermaine Johnson, Jameson Williams, and Dean or Lloyd at 19. So wait. 10, Jermaine, 10, Jameson, 16, Dean Lloyd, 19. Right. Yeah, I think that's good. Now, that's a scenario where I could consider Jameson Williams. Because we created an extra first-round pick to have that little bonus. Um, it, it feels a little bit better to me. But again, I'm just not taking an injured wide receiver in the first. That's just not that's, – that's very difficult for me to, to, to justify.
0: Well, so Then, uh, then Brisker.
1: I love Brisker.
0: He rounds it over at pick 38 yeah. with, with Pickens and Watson. So he's double-dipping receiver first and second round. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know. I think that's a bit much. I said, that's a lot. That's two top 40 picks on wide receivers. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking using pick 35 on a wide receiver. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. Look, so I don't know. Do it's it's
1: think, a I bit think... much. I wouldn't hate it. Like, these are talented players. So I'm not going to hate something like that. There's lots of stuff I think is good. So but, let's, you know, let's swap
0: this right. What would you swap in this, right? Like, if I'm looking at this and you're telling me I can get Pickens or Watson at 38. Then maybe sixteen winds up being like a Linderbaum or a totally uh, a Zion Johnson, like that. That all of a sudden swings it for me in a different yep. direction. Or if you want to go Jamison Williams at sixteen, if you think you know Zion Johnson or a different interior offensive lineman is there with thirty five or thirty eight, I think you have to swap out one of the receivers. I think I'm I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, and and I want to make clear, again, it's like, you know, for me, I'm much more open than most other Jets fans. Like, I, there's lots I'm going to be happy with this year. There's very few scenarios that I'm going to be disappointed um, positionally. You know, players are a different story. but And then and up top, I, you know, I, I think we're going to do a really good job this year. And I'm not going to fall to pieces if the Jets don't take a wide receiver or if they don't take... Um, you know, a linebacker. It's like, I'm, I'm going to see who's there. I'm probably going to end up agreeing with them. But again, taking two wide receivers, like you said before, we want to be a 12 personnel team. We just signed two tight ends in free agency. We're more than likely still going to even draft one. We have Kenny Aboa on the roster uh, who's developing. And then it's like you're going to have seven wide receivers on that. You're going to have to start cutting people. Like how many wide receivers do people think we keep? I mean, it's usually five or six. Like six, is, you know, you can keep seven, but it's you know, then you're losing a cornerback, you know. So you know, you do like you got to think like that. It's like, all right, well, we're, we we want to be a twelve personnel, which means two wide receivers on the field. That's it, two wide receivers. So where are we sitting? You know, Jameson Williams, uh, Watson. Barrios and all these guys are just sitting on our bench. I don't know You know what I mean. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't jive to me. seems like a bit much good Ricky players. Cooch. Though. Ricky Cooch drops him in the super chat. Thanks
0: Ricky. He says, if we end up with 10, 16 and 19, I like Wilson at 10 Carl Loftus at 16 and then Zion Johnson at 19. If we end up needing another tackle, move Elijah Vera Tucker to tackle. Uh, so let's see, you get your receiver, you get your edge rusher and you get, Your center slash guard, probably center. I think they would wind up trading McGovern at that point. Yeah, look, I'm fine with this uh, situation. I would lean towards edge at 10 because, I mean, I think you're going to have your pick of probably two or three of the the top edge rushers there, and I would rather get that value and then whatever receiver you want at at 16. But yeah, like, like Greenby and I were just saying, edge into your offensive line. Wide receiver, those are all big time needs for the New York Jets. Uh Greenby, what do you think about Ricky's draft right here with Garrett Wilson at 10, Karloftis 16, Zion Johnson 19? And if we needed another tackle, we slide Elijah Vera Tucker, who played left tackle at USC over to one of the tackle positions.
1: Yeah, well, I don't want to see Vera Tucker at tackle, but uh let's um let's say I I want to make this Point too. Like I I if we do take a wide receiver up top, I'm hoping it's Garrett Wilson. Like well, actually, I'm it's either Olave or Garrett Wilson for me. Like I really like Olave too. And it's a funny thing. Like I just never hear Jets fans talk about Olave. I think that's by design, Ryan. I really do. I almost feel guilty talking about it. I don't want to blow it up, you know?
0: I, I think there's I think the consensus is like you'd probably have Drake London, Garrett Wilson. If Williams was healthy. He's probably ahead of Olave. And then Traylon Burks is kind of like that other player. So you could say maybe four people are sort of the consensus ahead of Olave. And I don't know if that's, you know, factual. Why are they or ahead of Olave? Oh, well, that's just it, right? right. Like, I think Traylon Burks is a mid-20, uh, you know, kind of pick. I think Jameson Williams should be up high. I think Garrett Wilson should be up high. Drake London with the injury concern. I am I don't want to say I'm taking him completely off my board, but there's... I'm not super there. high on him the way I would have been if his pro die, pro day went as scheduled and we got to see him run I think there's I think there is concern with that ankle right now
1: yeah definitely and I'm telling you that's concerning for me man it's just like I know we want to like we're the jets can we please just remember where it is that we start? We are not the Steelers. Things don't bounce the right way. Again, I'm hoping it goes that way for us. I believe what we're doing is we're changing it systemically. Like, we're changing mm-hmm. everything, and I love it. But drafting guys that, you know, are are injured, can't do their pro day or, you know, miss the end of the season, I don't know. It just spooks me. But like, look, Olave had 65 catches, 936 yards, and 13 touchdowns last year. Where's the, where's the love? And then the year yeah, before 100%. he had 50 catches, you know what I mean? Two Garrett, years with 50. It's a did stud. Did Wilson
0: have 12? Is that what it, I think it was 13 for a I think it was 12 for Wilson. I'm pretty sure. I just yeah, did I a video was, on it. I thought it
1: was 10, but uh, let me, let me
0: Maybe see. it's 10. I thought it was double digits for sure. And I, maybe I'm mixing up, you know what? I'm probably it's mixing easy. up DK's 12 touchdowns to Garrett Wilson's, but I could be, could be wrong. Um, Right. No, no, you're right.
1: Twelve. Yeah, 12. Yeah,
0: it's a lot. Dude, that's a whole lot. Yeah. Mike, I don't know. I, I like Olave. I wouldn't be upset with the pick. Oh, he's so know. good, dude. I, I, I like a lot of different guys. Uh, Chris Lavilla drops in with a super chat. Says, Do you guys think our offensive rank this season can be top 15? I hope so. I don't know where we wound up ranking last year. I'd imagine somewhere in the mid to late 20s um, because of Zach Wilson's struggles. I think we can get close to it. I think if we are between 15 and 20 is probably where I would expect a second-year quarterback to be. If Zach Wilson hits his potential, we would be absolutely inside of the top 15. I do think our offensive line should be a top 10 unit. Um, And I would say offense is is really going to dictate based on how Wilson performs. So yes, I think we can be top 15. Do I think it's likely? it's to be seen I think. I think we have all the talent in the world that could do it. I think we have the skill position players to be in that top 15. It's just a Zach make that next step. Green Bean, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. That's it, man. It's all about our little cute honey button behind center. I mean, he's good looking. He uh he smiles, he gets the ladies all nuts and I think it's all about if he can actually play football at the NFL level. We saw mm-hmm. progress You know, we saw him settling down. We saw it. So maybe not to what people wanted to see. It's a fair point, but you cannot deny that there was progress. So I liked it. And there's, I'll tell you what, LeFleur showed me that he has a nice, creative offensive mind. So he makes me feel a little bit more confident. We look, we got to remember, man, these guys are just getting their feet on the ground as far as being in the positions that they're in, all of them. So I think that if you know the key is protecting Zach Wilson, that's number one. Number two, he's got to have guys that aren't going to drop the ball when he gets it to him. If he's protected and can be calm back there, and he can get it to guys, which I know he can, if he's calm, they and they and and they don't drop it again. I'm going to bring up the just the wackiest stat ever. He had a 70 percent completion percentage if the passes that hit his receivers' hands and were dropped were not dropped. So I mean that's a, and he has three less interceptions. So it's a whole different thing, you know. So that's what we need. I love that we brought in two sure-handed tight ends. All I want is sure-handed guys that know how to get open, and that's it. I don't need eighty-yard bombs. Sure, they're fun. I'm not against them, but all I want is nice ball control, eight to fifteen yards a clip, and just keep Zach in, in a in a nice rhythm. And I think that's what I see us doing. So, I feel real good. I'm very hopeful about our offense. Top fifteen. You know what, Chris? Yes, top fifteen, baby.
0: so to to branch off that as well, i Zach Wilson had some sort of insane stat, and I wish I knew what it was off the top of my head, but it was something like seven uh plays ended up on the one yard line. like I like receivers got tackled on the one yard line. and it's like those are all like almost touchdowns. <laughs> like that, like it's like really weird to have that amount of plays end on the one-yard line. It was a lot. Right. I want to say it was five or seven plays ended on the one-yard line. So, to your point, 70% completion percentage, uh, you know, three less interceptions, and you could have had seven, five or seven more touchdowns on top of it. So, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think we could absolutely be top 15. Dick Delgado drops in with the Super Chat, says, I can't wait for the draft. The fans are starting to chant. We want sauce. Ugh, dude, I can't wait for the draft. O'Leary... Had a great tweet today uh, at the Jets Twitter because the Jets Twitter released their uh, MetLife Draft Party. The first time they're having that in probably since two thousand I guess nineteen, right? They haven't done it the last two years. Um, and that's a, it's a great thing to go to. It's a lot of fun. You get to stand on the field. I know in the past few years, it's you actually haven't even been able to go on the field because they had was it the motocross or like monster truck rally something like that where the where the grass was all you know dirt <laughs> or something along those lines um but o'leary had a great tweet of us watching the elijah vera tucker pick and you guys got to see it live with us and see all the reactions so i i think we are going to have the biggest draft party here on on the talking jets panel and i'm re- really looking forward to it we got a whole laundry list of guests
1: coming on for days two and three yeah. it's gonna be, be epic dude It's going to be the best. Like, that's the thing. Like, what we have to remember, like, we're going to be here all three days for the entire draft. We'll be right here. When you got to go outside and rake the leaves for a little bit, you come back, we're going to be sitting right here. If you need a break because they picked a guy that you didn't think they could and you zeroed in on one guy and now your heart's broken and you got to go outside and cry for a little while, come back. We're going to be right here. That's the thing, man. This is solid. We are going to be sitting here for days with you guys, and hopefully we get to see a successful draft. That's what we all want here. Absolutely.
0: Be fun. Wild Billy Boy drops him with Super Chat. He says, I know we all want to see us in the hunt, but I hope we don't lose faith in Joe Douglas because he's building a franchise to be successful over a decade. Yes. And I do think being in the hunt in December is an important part of that team building experience. Like we this is now his third draft. He's got pretty much all this salary cap space with his own players. The only player that's kind of held over from that is CJ Mosley. So aside from that $17 million, it's all on Joe Douglas. The offensive line has his fingerprints all over it. This team is literally all Joe Douglas is now. So I do want to see in the hunt for sure. But a lot of that hinges on Zach Wilson. And one of those things that I don't want to see fans lose, you know, faith on, if we wind up having another draft like last year's draft, and it's an A-plus draft, with the exception of finding out what is Zach Wilson at number two, then you know, even if Zach Wilson flames out, if we wind up having successful players outside of that and Joe Douglas is killing every trade and like all this other stuff. I'm not opposed to to Douglas making another quarterback selection. Like I think he is the best GM that we have had in a very long time. And I really totally. really hope that the Jet fans can remain patient on this because we are going to see the fruits of Joe Douglas's hard work. Our scouting department is stronger than we've ever had it before. Our coaching staff I think is is a coaching staff that players want to play for. So if we start seeing planes flying around practice facilities, I'm going to start losing my cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, I'll tell you what, man, it's a funny thing. Like you just think about this. We, there is a large contingent of our fan base that is saying that Joe Douglas is on the hot seat when he has spent two years acquiring assets. How Mm -hmm. could he possibly be on the hot seat before he uses the assets? Mm -hmm. How does that make any sense? In any way, shape, or form. So, dude, when you look back at our history and look like we were on, on one of my uh, streams in the past week or two, we were going over um, all the Jets draft picks uh, that never did anything. Like, years that we took three wide receivers and one of them ever, ever, we took three wide receivers in a draft. One played an NFL game. Like, that's who we are. Our Our organization has been so bad that they don't even, truth be told, they don't even deserve a fan base like this, like we are. That's that's how bad we've been over the years. When you're around long enough and you look at this and you've been paying attention, you know uh, the you know the the Walt Michaels years, the you know the um, the Joe Walton years, the Bruce Coslet, all that stuff, the Rich Kotite. You see it. We were slaptic. We were completely lost. That's when you see those comments from Mel Kuiper. Like, the Jets just don't know what the draft is all about. Like, those types of comments. That's who we are. We actually have an organization that knows what they're doing. Now, are they going to be perfect? Of course not. Nobody's perfect. No organization hits on every pick, gets everything right. But when you look at how they're doing it, it's the best we've ever seen here. Now, the coaching, we don't know how good our coaches are yet, and I'm not sold entirely on Salah. I like him. I like LaFleur. I'm not sold yet, and we don't know how our coaches are going to be. But as far as what Joe Douglas is doing, I th- it's it's without question. He's the best GM that we've had here at least since Dick Steinberg. Uh,
0: Landon Han, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh he says sauce at four, Carloftis at 10, use some combo of 35, 38, 69 to move into the first to get one of Jameson Williams or Chris Alave. Jets covet skilled route runners and speed in this offense. So that's a good point. Jamison Williams and Chris Alave probably are the two most similar receivers of this class at the very top end. If I'm if I'm really looking at it, I think. Um maybe you loop in Garrett Wilson into that. Um Greenby, what are your thoughts on, on this mock here? Um from Mr. Landon.
1: Uh sauce at four, mm. Karloftis at 10. Use some combo of 35-38-69 to move in the first. Yeah, I don't like that either. Uh get Williams Olave, Jets covet skill route runners and speed in this offense. Yeah, I'm not all that into trading back up in the first. I don't want to lose the assets we have. Like, again, we have a general manager that knows how to actually get players in the fourth and fifth round, and I would hate to see us lose pick 69, pick 111 to move up into the first one. I already know great players are going to be sitting there at 35. So I'm not all that into it. So, again, I don't think we need a cornerback in this draft. If we grab Sauce because they think he's the best player on the board, I'm totally fine with it. I'd love to have Sauce Gardner, but I don't think that we need to have three drafts in a row where we use draft picks on cornerbacks. And we just gave a guy $11 million a year to come in here. So I think we've we've put resources in the cornerback. Let's address the rest of the team and see how these guys can do in year two in the system. And then we'll and then we we'll know a lot about those guys. Um, but if that's what we did, Sauce and Karloftis, I'm not going to be unhappy with the players. Again, though, I don't want to see us... Like 35 and 69, like lose our third round pick to trade up 10 spots or five spots. That would, that would irk me a smidgen.
0: So I'm cool with trading back into the first. And uh, when I'm looking at the tail end of the first, you're looking at Green Bay at 22, could take a receiver there. Arizona just lost Kirk. I don't know if they, uh, if they added uh, AJ Green back. I know he was a free agent. So, you know, maybe they could go receiver. Then you got you know Dallas Buffalo Tennessee and then it's Tampa Bay who has Godwin on an ACL but I I don't think they're going receiver. Green Bay at 28, Kansas City 29, Kansas City 30. Those three picks. Like if I'm looking to trade up, I'm looking to just jump in front of 28, 29, 30 personally, uh, because I do think two if the Packers don't go receiver at 22, then I definitely think they're going receiver at 28. And I think Kansas City, with one of those picks, will go receiver. So I think two are coming off the board at the tail end of the first. And if you want to jump back in to get that valuable fifth-year contract, because we've seen wide receiver contracts just explode. How much would it suck to have a DK Metcalf situation where, like, you have him, but you took him in the second round, so now you got to wind up trading him or signing him after just four years instead of after five years? Um, I mean, it's a good problem to have, don't get me wrong but I think with the Jets sitting so close to the top of the second round where it doesn't take you that much to get back up just in front of those two teams where you where you were able to have at least your choice of two additional wide receivers, I think, uh, at that point. I'm okay with doing it yeah. given the plethora of picks we have.
1: Yeah, no, believe me, I get it. I, I understand and I know exactly what you're saying. And here's the thing. If they are like let's say there's a guy similar to how elijah moore slid uh you know last year like they're sitting there looking at pick they're looking at a wide receiver and they're right before kansas city and green bay and they're like we want this guy he's never going to make it through the gauntlet and you just hey you want to go up and grab your guy then i'd rather see them be aggressive than not if they feel like the drop off is that significant at the same time, even if they take wide receivers, I just, I don't know, man. When I look at the wide receiver group, I see a lot of guys that I have right in the same pocket. Like, I don't know. I like some more than others, of course, but I don't know. I'm not i am not as spooked, you know what I mean, with that sort of stuff. But I, I get what you're saying, but I'd rather keep my picks.
0: Yeah, 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 I, I gotcha. No, I guys, get we got it. Few, I, uh, you know, we, we, got, I, we got a few super chats that we got to get to, so we are a little backlogged, but we will get to all of them. Brett. Thank you so much for the Super Chat, brother. Uh, He says, NFL Talk, AFC West, rank the teams, which is overrated? Um, hmm. If I'm ranking them, I'm going to say Chargers, Chiefs, you could kind of flip either one. I like the Chargers a little bit more this year because of who they retained and who the Chiefs lost. So I'm going to say Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, in that order. Um... Green Bay, uh, Green Bean, who do you like in the NFC or AFC West? Sorry.
1: Yeah, I think Denver is kind of the X factor, right? Like they got um, they got Russell Wilson mm-hmm. out there. And that's going to be interesting, man. It's really going to be interesting to see. Like, we don't know what Russell Wilson is. You know, he's always had Pete Carroll. and And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know. We don't know if it's the organization. I mean, obviously, we know Russell Wilson is uber talented, but we don't know how that's going to mesh. Uh, down there in Denver and everything, so I'm really curious. I'm not, I'm not one to just just because we put this name with that place. I don't necessarily think that always works. But they're the one that's most interesting. I think the Chiefs. They lost Tyreek Hill, but look, they lost a whole bunch of offensive linemen the year before. They they fixed it in ten minutes, and they were just as lethal as before. I mean, you know. So I don't know. I'm real curious to see how Tyreek Hill does without Mahomes and Reed. And all those guys. Again, obviously talented, but uh, I don't know. I think uh I'm gonna be real curious to see what happens out there. I don't think I like Denver as much as a lot of other people do.
0: Yeah, I have I have Denver as my fourth team. I think the Raiders got better. I like the Chiefs a lot because yeah. of Mahomes, and I really like the Chargers. Uh The Assassin drops in with a super chat. Thank you, brother. Says trade four for 16 and 19. At number 10, take Karloftis. 16, Devin Lloyd, 19, Traylon Burks. Trade. Thirty-five and sixty-nine for the Titans' twenty-sixth pick, and go Kair, uh, Kair Elam, most versatile cornerback in the class, and at thirty-eight you go Brisker. So we solve edge rusher, linebacker, receiver, cornerback, and safety all before pick thirty-eight. Yep, yep. Sign me up. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'd go in that order or those particular players, but I I look. I wouldn't be upset with that. Uh, and I do think the Titans are kind of the the team to watch because of the LaFleur connection with Mike LaFleur's brother, Matt LaFleur, being the former offensive coordinator uh, for the Titans. Maybe there's some type of relationship there or some type of open dialogue. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Uh Greenbean, what do you think about the Assassin's mock draft here?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I love it. I think Karloftis, Devin Lloyd, Traylon Burks that's a good first round. Again, we we made the room, uh, to take a wide receiver up there in the first, and then you trade 35 and 69 for it. See, that's I, I hate it. I really do. Yeah, I want, want my it? third round pick, yeah, I want it.
0: Yeah, you want it just because last it. year we trade away two third round picks to get Elijah Vera Tucker, and our day two okay. stream while it was so exciting cuz we got Elijah Moore was the like the weakest of the 3 days cuz we only had the one pick and this it was the second pick of the first round or the second round
1: right we were convinced that the jets were going to trade back into the third we never we were like yep. there's no way he's going to leave the third round so every yep. pick we just waited for what seemed like <laughs> days come on come on and it never happened i mean like look you know i you know, guys always say, "Well, look at the Jets' third-round picks in the years past; they're mm-hmm. not that valuable." I don't. I don't look at things like that. I'm not going to look at McCagnan and Idzik and all that shit, or Adam Gase, and like every year is its own year. Okay, mm-hmm. I like this draft. I really like the second to the fourth round in this draft. That's what I like. Now, of course, I like first-round players, but um, I really don't want to lose that middle of the of the pack, because I think that's where we're going to get our next starting offensive line, our next starting linebacker, our next starting wide receiver or safety. Like that's where I see those guys coming from. Cause there are so many players that are, they, they just need a year, Ryan. You know what I mean? They need a year. They need to be in the system. They need some development and they're going to be studs. And I don't want to lose that opportunity because we can't Keep our freaking dick in our pants. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I see it. It's just like, hold your fucking horses, man. Let's just sit here and let it come to you. It's going to bring you gifts. You're going to be so happy with three picks instead of one.
0: <laughs> Mum-taz that's my this... I gotcha. <laughs> Mumtaz drops in the super chat. He says, forget <laughs> Hutchinson. I want Malik Willis at four so someone comes up for him. First round bust rate is high. More chances you have, the more chances you get five starters. I like the idea of moving down from four. I really do. As much as I want sauce or I want an edge rusher, I do think there's going to be a good edge rusher there at 10. I mean, unless you lose the top three edge rushers, picks one, two, three, then yeah, I'm taking edge rusher at four, and then we're just going to figure out how it goes the rest of the way. But um, yeah, look, I kind of want Willis there at four, so we move back because like Mumtaz says, I... I like taking more shots. I really do. Green bean, your thoughts?
1: Get Hutch. I want Malik Willis at four. Yeah. What are you talking about, Mumtaz? What are you talking, man? Because you know, he wants to trade up, out. Man.
0: Not that he yeah, wants. Yeah, but then Willis. don't take him. No, you're not taking him. He wants Willis at four, so someone gives up picks to get him.
1: Oh yeah, I'm with about. Mumtaz. I always liked Mumtaz. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Yeah. Well, that's person. the thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude. I, uh, like, look, you gotta get a premium edge rusher in this draft. That to me is goal one. You gotta do it. We have found a reason not to draft a first round edge rusher for 20 years straight. We tried with Quentin Coppola's he was known as a lazy slob. Rex Ryan thought he could motivate him. So we took him anyway, even though everybody said, take him off your board. You shouldn't take Quentin Coples. We took him anyway. Other than that, we haven't taken an edge rusher since 2000. Dude, 22 years. This is a strong edge class. Stay at four. Get your damn edge rusher unless somebody's going to blow your doors off and give you three firsts or something like that if you're going to do that and then you still think you can get Karloftis or JJ fantastic then you can do that other than that just get your damn edge rusher stay put grab the best guy if it's Tibbs grab him if it's Hutch grab him if it's JJ grab him bring him in and call it a day
0: Uh, We got Wild Billy Boy coming in with a super chat. We got Michael Bois on deck with JB Jets in the hole. Uh, All right. Wild Billy Boy, thank you for super chat, says, we need to get a wide receiver in the first, or we need to trade for a proven wide receiver, all of which were picked in the second round. LOL. That's what we're talking about. Greenby and I have said, There is a lot of value to be had with wide receiver at the top end of the second. You look at some of the best receivers around the league. DK, second round pick. Debo Samuel, second round pick. Michael Thomas, second round pick. Like these guys were taken in the second round. Really, really good talent. Going to be there.
1: Ryan, four of the guys that we want to trade our number 10 pick for, second Mm -hmm. and third round picks. Not even that long ago. That's how nuts Jets fans are. Who's the other guy? McLaurin DK? was a third round pick. Well, DK's oh, a second. Go. That's the
0: other one. The DK other one. was the
1: last pick in the second. Debo yep. Samuel was, I think he was like the third pick in the second, something like that. AJ yeah, Brown, yeah, same kind of thing. Um, who was the other guy? Debo, AJ, McLaurin, DK. Yeah. 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 So all of those guys are set. We want to give away a first top 10 pick Mm -hmm. for guys that were taken in the second and third round a year ago. Why don't we think we can get a second round receiver? Why? Where's the logic? Please. Someone talk to me. We just I'm got listening. Elijah Moore in the second. Like, come on. We know right. where we can do. We I can, know. I
0: know there's some fear. You got Stephen Hill. You got Mims. And I understand, you know, Devin Smith. I get it. But there's definitely good wide receivers to be had in the second. Green Bean, I completely Absolutely.
1: agree with you. No, but everybody's Boy. nuts.
0: Yeah. Michael Dubois drops in with a super chat, says, okay, Green Bean, Fine. Same Saints trade scenario. Jermaine Johnson 10. Trent McDuffie, <laughs> elite zone corner at 16. Chris Olave, 19. Daxton Hill, 35, Muma, 38, Bonito, 69. So let's see. We trade now. Okay. We get our edge rusher, a cornerback, mm-hmm. our wide receiver, a safety, and a linebacker. Yeah, what's Benito? Is Benito uh
1: He's an edge and he's he's limited, but I like what he's doing there. He's yeah, he needs like some dipping. he needs some work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're getting... if there
0: is a double dip. Edge is the position I prefer it to be.
1: Totally, in. totally, that's what I think. That's what. I... Look at these guys saying Mims ruined them for second round receivers. Dude, you don't even know what Mims is. The guy had food poisoning and COVID last year. He's twenty three years old. Stop reading Rich Samini, please. Just stop. We have no idea. Salah called him Mimsy this week. Joe Douglas He's got a said, nickname. said that's a
0: term of endearment.
1: You don't Mimsy, come up with, for you don't come up with sake. pet names. With guys you don't no. like? Come on. No, we give up right. so quickly here. We want to fire Joe Douglas. Becton's a loser. He's a bust. Mims, we got to get rid of him. Why? There's, we're talking about 22 and 23-year-old kids that have the production to back it up. They ha- It's not like we're – they're not Stephen Hill who's, who had 24 catches in college. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about guys that have, like, elite production, man. And that you know, just we don't know what Mims is. Cut it out, everybody. Cut it out. Even if he was a bust, it still doesn't mean we can't get a wide receiver in the second.
0: JB Jets drops him in with a super chat says show theme for April twenty sixth twenty uh, sixth. How your thoughts have changed from January till the eve of the draft? Example, from Senior Bowl to Combine to free agency to pro days, player visits. Probably some interesting surprises in there. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I th- let's, let's go through that thought process right now. We'll, we'll, we'll do it with O'Leary on the 26th. Hopefully I remember it by then. But um, this is a good thought process. And something we're going to do during the draft, too, is something we did two years ago. We didn't do it last year because I was kind of scrambling at the end. But we thought, you know, at each one of our picks, we put, we put, or at the beginning of each day of each of the draft picks, we're like, okay, players we want. And we had, I think, a list of like five guys. This is who I want in the first. This is who I'm hoping for in either the second or the third. And this is who I'm hoping for through seven uh, that we wind up getting. And that was a lot of fun because you wind up seeing some names pop up that were really cool or you're watching, kind of tracking them throughout the draft. And so we're definitely going to do that. But as far as how my thoughts have changed before free agency, the combine and everything like that, I thought there was a really good chance that the Jets were going to wind up going with an offensive lineman because of the, how unsure they were of Becton Us not having a guard, having Icky being available to play guard immediately. With the benefit of him being able to kick out to tackle. Now, since then, we have signed uh, Lakin Tomlinson. I do not want to go offensive lineman in the first round at all. I wouldn't even go it in the second or third round. I would prefer, you know, fourth, fifth round, get a developmental guy, let Joe Douglas earn his stripes as that offensive line scout. Um that's probably my biggest thing I really wanted wide receiver in either free agency or via trade and if that doesn't happen that kind of shakes up where i I really wanted things to go but I do like wide receiver in the second round so I guess that maybe hasn't changed all that much um yeah I don't think much has changed for me I mean maybe I think more of sauce than I did prior uh, but that's also me starting to do more research than I had done at the beginning part of January anyway so it's sort of it's a weird kind of combination of things but that's sort of my thought process Greenbean anything uh, from your thought process
1: changed yeah you know um, not too much well I, I will say I was considering cornerback a little bit more than I am now I was always kind of on like cornerback isn't as as um, as much of a need as other things. But I've been on the edge rusher thing. I'm I'm still on Kyle Hamilton more than I talk about because nobody listens. Nobody even hears me. All they talk about is, you know, four, seven, forty. Like they don't, you know. So I'm just tired of having that conversation. But if we take Kyle Hamilton, I might laugh so hard that I vomit on live streaming. I'm telling you. I might puke. I would laugh so hard because I'd be happy as hell. And I just know. So again, like, but I'm off of, so that has changed. I'm tired of defending it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but I still like that pick. I think he would be incredible in our, in our defense and he would help a lot more than people give him credit for. Um, but I, I gotta say, I, I think what changes a lot is the players, right? Like as we learn, you know, we get more time to dig into players and we hear other people's takes and, and we look deeper you know so I think some players that I really liked in the beginning I don't like so much and there were guys that I didn't even know about or they were way out on my peripheral um, and I really like them right now like Leo Chanel is a, is a good example um you know I got turned on climbing. to him I watched him yeah I like them dude and he's climbing charts because I think more and more people are looking at him and like wait a second dude this guy is 260. Can cover, can hit. He's relentless. He never stops. He's a missile. Like, it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't you want that guy? You know, he's a complete animal. So bring in him. You know how you talk about Ryan all the time? Like, wh- who you bring in from the draft? We have a young team. We have a young coaching staff. We have a new organization. The players that you choose to bring in, that is going to be representative of what you hope your organization's identity is going to be so going out there and getting a jamal adams somebody blah 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 blah, blah, blah like or one of these guys mm-hmm. that speaks volumes to the locker room you got young kids you go ahead yeah. and you bring in a guy who's all business all he wants to do is take your damn head off that's all he wants to do he's there in the morning he's there at night he's working sweating bleeding that speaks to the team yes. And I think like a guy like Chanel, there are others, of course, but I think that means a whole bunch. And then the other guys know that them working hard isn't for nothing. Like, dude, when Kolechio Semoli got traded here, he did an interview and he said he was surprised at how little everybody was working, how, how they weren't working hard here. He said he was taken aback by how soft everybody was in our organization. Like, no, he was whatever the hell he
0: was. It's it's been an entire revamp. We've drafted, you know, captains. And, dude, you're preaching to the choir. And I I can, you know, I've said it. The number four pick specifically is, is a statement pick for the rest of your locker room. So if you have fears of Kayvon Thibodeau's passion for the game, if there is that thought, don't go that route because you are sending a signal to the rest of your organization. Like I, as much as I love the talent, there's plenty of other edge rushers that I think are are bought in hundred percent. But that's why these thirty day or not thirty day these these top thirty visits are uh, important because you got to kind of figure all that stuff out. But dude, I'm right there with you. Philip Allen drops in with a super chat says, "Are you guys gonna cook for the draft or have a buffet?" Um, I'm gonna have probably some microwave food or <laughs> I'm going to order food while we're here. It's, it's weird. We wind up eating on stream and stuff like that, but it's, it's a good time. Green bean. you, you plan to cook any food during uh, the draft?
1: Uh, I don't eat during the draft.
0: <laughs> I, I drink my calories.
1: Right. Uh, no, it's just, I just drink large bottles of seltzer water that I make myself. And, uh, I don't know. I might have, I like to have wings as you know, so I might do that, but, uh, I don't know. I get sick to my stomach. I just want to I want to get down to business, Ryan. That's all I want.
0: I completely agree. Uh Jets NY 102 says we must play complimentary football next year. Completely agree. Uh disregard Papa comes in with a super chat says, "Do you think this draft is good and plausible?" Cake tea at 4, London at 10. We need a receiver like London Big Strong can jump up and get the ball. So, hmm. My thought process has changed a little bit in the last day and a half or so, two days. I released a video today talking about Chris Sims' top five wide receivers, and I recorded that prior to finding out that Drake London's pro day was moved. So now (laughs) I was already kind of like squirrely on Thibodeau based on all the other edge rushers, and now I'm feeling a little squirrely on Drake London because I, like Green Bean said, I like a lot of the wide receivers in this class. I don't need to necessarily roll the dice on someone who might have an injury, and the ankle injury concerns me more than an ACL injury right now. Um, So this, I would say it's entirely plausible this happens and it could be good, but I would say both these players specifically kind of don't make me feel 100%, you know, peachy keen.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. Like we're having a conversation throughout the draft. People are just, they can't understand that why I would forego wide receiver in the first, and we're talking about Jamar Chase had 1,300 yards his rookie year, uh, Justin Jefferson, all and What I'm trying to tell people is Jamar Chase is not in this draft. Okay? Mm -hmm. He's not. Um, Justin Jefferson is not in this draft. Okay? Um, Jalen Waddell is not in this draft. Right? Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, they're not in this draft. If Garrett Wilson... And Olave, the reason Olave didn't come out last year, mm-hmm. now he says because he wanted to finish what he started at Ohio State and whatever. That's all great. Reason he didn't come out is because he knew he was going to get swallowed by the pack. He was going to be wide receiver six. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson would more than likely be wide receiver five in last year's draft class. Maybe four. The, well, maybe.
0: Okay, let's go through that real quick. Because so you got, yep. I, I agree. No, Jamar Chase, Waddle. I think you got, if if, if Jameson Chase, Williams had gotten hurt I think there is I think Waddle and Jameson Williams are are similar not not Jameson entirely, Williams
1: close. Jameson Williams there's a case to be made for him he like I said he would be wide receiver 1 without question again maybe yeah, maybe you, maybe you say he's Devontae
0: Smith I think he's he's one of those two. I think he I think there is an argument for that but I I do think so okay after those 3 who was after that? You got Wait, Jamar Tony?
1: Chase. Listen, you got Jamar Chase. You got Devonta Smith. You got Jalen Waddell. You got Kyle Pitts, who's a tight end. But don't forget, he uh, was getting okay. taken above all these guys. Then yeah, you right. have you have Kadarius Tony. So that's the only one that I would even consider saying that Garrett Wilson might get taken before. He's not getting See, taken I think a lot before of, the other three. Ain't happening. I
0: think a lot of receivers in this class – would be ahead of Kadarius, Tony. So while you may not have, like, the top three, I think you could say Garrett Wilson. I think Olave could certainly be on the level of a Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson wound up going, what, 22?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that was, he went in the draft with CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, uh, Ruggs, and all those, so that's why he was there. Justin Jefferson would be wide receiver one in this class. Without question. Like I said, Jamison Williams, there's an argument that's different. But again, there's something else you have to include. He tore his ACL at the end of the year. Now, if you want to push that aside and say it's great, fantastic. If your doctors check it out, great. Okay. But you have to consider that. It's not, it's not on we're not on equal footing. So that's the whole thing. If you think that Drake London, which is what was said in there, if you think Drake London is Jamar Chase, then I can totally understand why it is that you're so hung up. On taking a wide receiver at ten, for me, I do not see it that way. I didn't now. That's not to say I don't like Drake London. I love Drake London. Like Ryan said, I'm concerned about the ankle. I don't know what's going on. Why'd they push his pro day? What are they covering up? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's concern. There's a concern there, but I love the player. I happen to really like. Um, now I'm now I'm fucking forgetting all my guys. Hold on a second. I'm like fried out. But anyway, I, there, there's a bunch of receivers that I really like in this draft. Yeah. Again, when you're looking at it from last year, the highest that Garrett Wilson goes in last year's draft is wide receiver four. In the year before that, he's more than likely wide receiver five or six in that draft. And that's not to say I, don't, I love Garrett Wilson. He's probably my wide receiver one. I'd still like Traylon Burks um, a whole bunch, and I think that he might be the best wide receiver to take for us. But these guys, this is a uh, top end. This is a a weaker wide receiver class now, but it's a deeper wide receiver class in many respects, which is why I'm very comfortable waiting to 35 and grabbing your wide receiver. They they, they're probably going to have three, four guys that are sitting right there that they're totally comfortable with taking. At, uh, at 35 or 38 or whatever it is. Now, that all said, they might just take a guy at 10, and I'm fine with that, too, if they think that's the best. My point is that when you look at the position, when you're stuck on a position in a draft, you think the Jets have to get a wide receiver and you're willing to forego talent and, and value and all those things, that's called reaching for need, and that's what gets you in trouble. And that's what the Jets have been doing. Uh, as far back as you've been a fan, that Jets were always reaching for need, and that's what we cannot stand to see anymore. Can't do it. And that's all I'm saying,
0: dude. I'm right Thank there you. with you. I I want wide receiver <laughs> at 35 or tail end of the first. So I'm right there with you. I, I agree. I think I'm. I don't want receiver in the top 10. Uh, Kevin Delaney drops in with super chat. <laughs> Thank you, brother. He says six of number two, that's Zach Wilson, six of Zach Wilson's interceptions came when he had over three seconds to throw green bean, your thoughts on six of the interceptions coming with greater than three seconds to throw, which is more time than uh, the average.
1: Yeah, but look when they happened. Let's look at the rest of it. Kevin, I don't like, I don't like stats out of context, like, I just, there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff. So don't forget, Zach Wilson's first four games, he was the most rushed, most pressured, most hit quarterback in the NFL, most sacked. And, the, and he also had that 1.7 second uh, time to throw for the first quarter of the season. Plus, he also had an interesting stat called the number one drops in the league. So he comes out of that period, and then he has his own little slump in the middle of the year. Okay, How many of those six interceptions came off of Berrios' hands? One was Berrios' hands. Two were Corey Davis' hands. So, I mean, we're talking hit guys in the hands. man. So we got to look at the whole thing. Am I psyched also- about Zach Wilson's performance? No, I'm not. But, again, we want to look at things for what they really are. You know what I mean? So I'm not so concerned about Zach Wilson. I think he's got the makeup. I think we saw the improvement. we got to protect the kid. We got to catch the passes. but don't forget there was that chunk of the year, Ryan where he could, he was throwing gutter balls like right into the dirt. Yeah. we yeah. We thought he had brain damage.
0: Dude, I think so in in terms of this particular stat and I, I don't know the validity of it, but I, I'll take it for what it is. With three seconds to throw, is that three seconds in the pocket, or is this Zach Wilson running for his life creating more time and throwing an interception on the run? but he held on to the ball for three seconds. So there's a little bit of context here that I think we're missing, uh, but I'm right there with you, Green Bean. Uh, Charles Gorman drops in with his member super chat. Been a member for 15 months. Thank you so much, brother. She says, hey, guys, I personally want the Jets to get Sauce. Brother, I'm right there with you. I want Sauce, but I understand the need for edge rusher. Sauce for me is kind of like CeeDee Lamb in 2020. I wanted him so bad, but... Tackle is the right move. That's how I feel about sauce this year. I want sauce really bad, but edge is the right move to make. Ricky Cooch drops in with a super chat, says Cordell Volson. Green bean, is he moving up in mocks? I don't know who Cordell Volson is. Green bean. No, he's not. He's not
1: moving up. Yeah. uh, He's North Dakota state. I did. I looked at him. I mean, he's probably a fifth round guy. I think he might be moving up Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I I I actually watched a I watched a bunch on him. I like him. He's real sloppy. He's a road grader. Um, he's got he's very limited his upper body. If I remember correctly, isn't all that strong. Like he's got really good lower. I mean, I'm coming off. I'm trying to go off my memory here, but I like him. But he's very developmental. He's probably the perfect guy to take in the fifth round. Like you know that kind of you know that kind of a player. Uh, give him yeah. a year you know a full year man like in your system and uh, you know your nutrition your off season program he's you know he's uh, he's a uh, he's got the right attitude and all that kind of stuff but i don't see him going too early um he's he's very he's got a lot to work on
0: taps any button says anyone excited for Good. flight 2022 you damn right we're going to be flying on it all season long so we're excited we're live you. streaming it Dude, we're live streaming the whole thing. I love it. I really like what the Jets production team does over there. I think we have one of the best media teams in all of the NFL. Uh, I think they really, really do a good job. And I have no problem not being on Hard Knocks because of our uh, team we have at One Jets Drive. Uh, Scott Wilson, thank you so much for the super chat, drops in, says, If we don't like the wide receivers at the top and can't pull off a trade, what's the likeliness we take a premier running back in the second to have a legit yeah. one-two punch run wild behind Talking. our shiny new top 10 offensive line. Ooh, okay, so this is interesting. If we don't like one of the receivers, look, I still want to get one. I, I still want to trade for a receiver. That That's still my option one. And I think the fact that we were willing to give up two seconds and a third leads me to believe we don't want to take receiver in the top 10, and I think we feel those picks could be expendable for the right player. Um so I do think we would wind up using one of those second round picks for a wide receiver but I would not hate if we used one of them on a running back. Now I I like James Cook a lot, Dalvin Cook's brother from Georgia. That's the I know you do. Back.
1: I don't like him. Dude,
0: that that's the running back if I had to go with one, every year I kind of fall in love with a guy and like Yeah. Kenny Gainwell was that dude last year. Like it's every year. I just, I have a thing for, for one of these running backs and James Cook is my guy this year. Um, Is he a second round pick? Probably not, but I'm not opposed to a running back a little bit earlier than you might think. Tevin Coleman's only on a one-year contract. I don't think Ty Johnson's here beyond this year. Um, So yeah, I I don't hate (laughs) it. It's not necessarily where I'd go early, but I, I don't hate it. Green bean. All right. Let
1: me, let me, let me talk about this one. This is going oh, to be yeah. funny and 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 good. my my sticks in the mud aren't going to understand this cuz they don't they don't like it. But here's what I'm going to suggest a a specific way of thinking about this. Again, we want to go to 12 and 22 personnel. 22 means two running backs, two tight ends, which would leave one wide receiver on the field and obviously in 12 and 21, they would go with two wide receivers on the field, okay? So if you, you we already brought in two tight ends and we have Kenny Aboa. We are prepared to run this. We go ahead and we draft an edge rusher and you got Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, Leo Chanel, whoever your linebacker of choice is at 10. Then at 35, you're sitting there and you're looking. You got a, a first round wide receiver that you love. You pluck him at 35 and then... You decide to grab the best running back in the entire draft at 38 because the best running back is probably going to be more valuable to your team than any other position at that point. Now, you can argue other positions. I know that. But just like what was said, we're trying to be a 22-12 personnel. We got Michael Carter. He had three injuries last year. We love Michael Carter. We want him as a part of the team. We're all big fans, but him splitting duty is what he did in college to great success. And now we do it here with, let's just say Brees Hall. Like whoever their number one running back in the draft is. Go ahead and take him at 38. Now you got your tight ends. You got your receivers. You got your offensive line. You got your edge. You got your linebacker. And now you got Michael Carter's partner. Our offense is. Off and running, and you can still in the third or fourth grab a Jake Ferguson. You can grab a Jeremy Ruckert, whoever you know, a Dolchich, whoever it is that you want at tight end to be the developmental guy, just to make sure there are no injuries. But dude, there's a lot of logic. Now Joe Douglas hasn't done that, so there's not there's nothing backing it up as far as you know uh, data to say that he will do that. But if you look at this situation specifically, there's a lot of logic that says it might make a whole bunch of sense to rather than wait until the fourth round to grab your running back, take the number one running back in the draft right there at 35, get it done or 38, whatever.
0: Charles Gorman drops in with the super chat says, guys, I just watched Ahmad sauce Gardner highlights from last year. Incredible talent. Yes. I think he is absolutely phenomenal. I do think he is a unicorn caliber talent more so than I think uh, Kyle Hamilton is. but I think they provide benefits in different ways. Like I think there is an argument to say that safety is more valuable than corner in today's NFL because of the versatility aspect of it. Yeah um, but six foot three, four four speed corners that didn't allow a touchdown their entire college career don't come aw- come around very often and i i love sauce i really do i'm hoping we find a reason to wind up drafting him uh greenbeat any thoughts there
1: um yeah well look nobody's going to talk about sauce gardner being talent. you know not being talented and all that kind of stuff again i think he's going to be challenged in the nfl in such a way that he's not used to. Don't forget Kobe Bryant got all the all the reps, you know, like, you know, it's very valuable that somebody can shut down half the field. We saw it with Rebus and and that's all well and good. When he comes to the NFL level, they're going to challenge him. They're going to go at him early, and who knows, he's not used to it. He's definitely not used to it. He's the guy who never let up a touchdown because he gets challenged significantly less than Kobe Bryant did on the opposite side. So, I love Sauce Gardner Again, I don't necessarily think we should use an asset like that on a cornerback. I'd much rather see it on a free safety. Um, but if we did, I wouldn't be unhappy with it. I mean, he's he's crazy talented. Again, I'd rather see Kyle Hamilton in our in our green pants.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Green Bean, I want you to take a look at Nightbot. So uh, with our. Uh, list of people qualified for t-shirts we're going to keep going yeah you wanted more super you wanted six right
1: how many Uh, do uh, i got six
0: so we're up to three hundred and thirty two likes which means we're at 12
1: oh god okay uh, i'll get on 13
0: 13 so you can you can start ripping through those we'll get through some super chats here uh let's see we just did charles gorman so rojo fish Redfish, one fish, two fish, Redfish, Bluefish says yeah. as Jet Fans, how do you feel about Wilson? I traded for him in my dynasty league. Traded Russell Wilson for Zach Wilson uh and then the number 10 pick and then a 2023 20, second and a 2024 20, first plus four fourths, four fourths. Um hmm I guess it depends who your other quarterback is. Like, if you're trading Russell Wilson for Zach Wilson and getting all these picks, you probably still are hoping that a you have a different quarterback than Zach Wilson as your starter for fantasy. But as far as a trade goes, I do think Russell Wilson may not exceed expectations the way that people are, are hoping. But we may wind up seeing a situation like Denver... Uh, with with Peyton Manning, where it's like, hey, Peyton's just running everything he wants, and he goes off and has one of the most elite seasons ever. Maybe Russell Wilson has the same type of success. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. Uh, but look, I have a ton of faith in Zach Wilson. I think if there were a quarterback that you would want to have in a stacked AFC right now, Zach Wilson and his potential is so much higher than Mac Jones and his high floor, low ceiling. Like, I will take Zach Wilson over Mac Jones... All damn day when competing in the AFC. Uh, let's see, we got.
1: Let me just say a couple of things, uh, yeah, Pete Traglia. You didn't win yet. You want? You're in the contest right now. We're finding the qualifiers. So Jeremy uh, won. He's now chosen by Nightbot three times. So you're only <laughs> gonna be in there once, Jeremy. Uh, but yeah, Pete, you didn't necessarily win yet. Stay to the end of the show. We we do it, and you'll see how we do it. Um, you might win. Um, but these are the qualifiers to see who will win out of this group. That's what I'm doing.
0: Uh, Andrigo DeSalva. <laughs> DeSilva? De Silva. Thank you for the super chat. It says, would you guys be upset if we double dipped on defensive backs? Sauce at four. Kyle Hamilton at 10. Best available edge at 35. Best available wide receiver at 38. Class has many edge rushers. I don't love any situation where we come out of the top 10 without our edge rusher. If I I think as long as you get an edge rusher with one of our top 2 picks, I don't care what the other pick is. If you want to go edge rusher, Hamilton at 10, you know, sauce edge rusher at 10 or, you know, offensive lineman edge rusher at 10, edge rusher at 10, uh, edge rusher at four offensive lineman, you know, there's a lot of situations if you want to go edge and then linebacker at 10. Like I would be happy with any of that as long as edge is one of the top 2 picks for us. Um, so I don't like any situation where we're not getting the best edge rusher available at four or 10 and waiting till the second round, because I think you lose a ton of value. Look, there's going to be some good edge rushers that do end up falling to the second round, but it's the the percentage chance really starts to take a a dip. So four or 10 for me must be an edge rusher green bean, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. You have to come out of this with an edge rusher, dude. And it's, see, the thing is, it's not a reach. You know what I mean? Like we are at four, even if, the weirdest thing happens and edge rushers go one, two, and three. There are still edge rushers that are okay at four. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, let's say it's Thibodeau, Hutchinson, and uh, the the flavor of the month, uh, Walker, right? Let's say it's over. You still got Karloftis and Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. right there. Both of them are quality and can be taken with the four overall. Get it done and get your edge rusher. If you like him a little bit less than maybe the guys taking one, two and three, then double up in the second, go ahead, get it done. Get our edge rush. This defense is predicated on it. It depends on it. Make sure we leave this draft with it.
0: Uh, Daniel Faust drops in the super chat says, Joe did an interview uh, to NBA meeting NFL meeting. <laughs> explaining the new teamwork among players and his confidence in Mims. I heard the whole Mims comment was unsolicited. I I think he has confidence in Mims because he drafted him. But I think there is a little bit lost uh, on Mims because of everything that's kind of transpired in the last year, but like green being alluded to earlier in the stream, the dude got Mims for me played well all last year with Gaze or 2 years ago with Gaze. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to be the number one receiver coming in. Oh, wait, no. They wind up bringing in Corey Davis and Keelan Cole. Okay, that's a little weird. Oh, and they also draft a wide receiver higher in the second round than they drafted me. Okay, that's a little weird. Now I'm like fourth in the pecking order. Oh, now I get food poisoning from Salmon at the Jets facility. Like, Denzel Mims was behind the eight ball from the very, very beginning of this entire year. So I'm really hoping there is a lot of positive thoughts on him because... Look, I don't know where you stand, on Green Bean, on this, but... I thought after the 2020 draft, offensive tackle and wide receiver were two positions we wouldn't have to address in the first round, specifically in the top ten. And if we have to address both of those in the top ten, I'm gonna go on a toddler punching yeah. rampage. <laughs> Just yeah, it's the worst. Little Teletubbies around. Oh man, I'd be so mad.
1: Right. And, and listen, man, this is the other thing, too. What's more realistic to you guys? Just let's remove our emotions and, and our thoughts. Let's just look at the scenario. What's more likely? A receiver that had four years in college and an NFL rookie season of steady production where he's always had a reputation of being a hard worker, uh, never had, you know, he's not a complainer, none of those things. He's not lazy all of a sudden is lazy, stupid, and doesn't care, or the rookie coaching staff that's never done this before took a wrong tact with him, and they tried the tough love thing, made him learn three positions, and it was the wrong move. Like, what's more likely? Really? Really? what's more and then you add the covid and the food poisoning and all the other shit dude he looked lost last year i'm not going to say differently but the first 6 games of the season don't forget he played 3 snaps game 1 he had a 40 yard reception then they benched him for 2 weeks he comes back in game 4 he had 3 for 36 comes in the next game he had 2 catch so there was nothing wrong for the first half of the season that we could see on the field, they just weren't playing them. They wanted them to learn three positions. And then he went down from there. So I don't know what it is. I'm just saying when you look at something objectively, the guy has the production. He does, he has no negative rap on him personnel-wise. Like as far as personality-wise, I mean, character. He's just mellow. He's just not an up and he's just, he's a gamer. He doesn't really hold himself. He's not an excitable guy. He's just real quiet and subdued, but he goes on the field. He fucking dominates. And so I don't know. This staff didn't like him. So I'm just saying it's a rookie staff. Couldn't it be possible that they took the wrong approach with him? Isn't that, is that not possible? You know what I mean?
0: E Boogie drops in with super chat. E Boogie says, do you guys believe the jets would trade back in to the late, part of the first round. Yes. I a hundred percent think that is going to happen. I think the jets were offering two seconds and a third for Tyree kill. I think they're willing to expend those picks for the right wide receiver. I think it would be, you know, I don't think they're going to give up all three picks to trade up into the first, but I do think they give up a second and potentially a third to move up into the high twenties green bean, your thoughts,
1: uh, trade back. And well, I think we can, um, And there are scenarios where you'd love to see them do it. Uh, Like, let's say Aiden Hutchinson slides all the way to pick 26. And You you know what I mean? Like, there are scenarios where you want to do it. I prefer that they don't in most instances. Um, But having free firsts, you know, if you got to lose a third for it, it just, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way. But it's all about the player. You know, like we say, nobody talks about the second round pick we gave to, you know, we gave up to move up to grab Revis. Nobody cares. Yep. And so if we do that, it's all it's all for the greater good. I don't care. You know?
0: Muttviles drops in with Super Chat, says, is it possible to trade for A.J. Brown and keep four and ten? Yes, I think it's entirely possible. I don't necessarily think the Titans are going to come up to number ten anyway, Um but I do think with them having $4 million in salary cap this year, $14 million in salary cap next year, with A.J. Brown going into the final year of his deal and guys getting $30 million a year on wide receiver contracts, I think it's entirely possible that the Jets do give up both second-round picks and a third-round pick for someone like A.J. Brown, for someone like D.K. Metcalf, the same way they offered for Tyree Kill. So, yeah, I think it's entirely possible, and I don't think they're going to offer up number 10 for a wide receiver in a trade. Even Even D.K., I think there's probably... It would wind up being a trade down with DK coming in and us throwing in a second. I don't think we're giving up either first round pick for a receiver. Green bean, your thoughts.
1: I could see it. I could see us giving up 10, like, listen to this, Ryan, this is all squeaky clean. Mm -hmm. You give up 10 back to Seattle, right? And they give you DK Metcalf and pick one Oh nine, which is our fourth round pick in the same trade that we got 10. So you get your pick back. We get our pick back. You give us DK Metcalf. We traded Jamal Adams for AVT and DK Metcalf. And it's clean as a whistle.
0: Don Tiki drops in with super chat, says uh Kayvon Thibodeau at four sauce at 10 Watson, 35 Tyler Smith, 38 Chanel or uh Smith at 69 thoughts. I like edge rusher four. I love sauce at 10. I'm skeptical as to whether he'll be there or not. I think the giants might take him at seven if he's there. And I think the, the Seahawks might take him at nine. If he's there, uh, Watson at 35, I think is plausible. Tyler Smith. W- what position does Tyler Smith play? I actually don't have any idea. Oh,
1: he's <laughs> awesome. He's a, uh, he's a guard, but he can play tackle. He's very versatile. Ooh. He's uh he's good, man. Yeah. I like okay, him a whole so that's,
0: bunch. That's a hundred percent. That's a possibility. I think if they think, fant is not going to sign i would take a tackle a little bit higher and then i would look to move fant at the trade deadline i think that would probably be where i'd I'd wind up looking uh but it's interesting stuff interesting stuff uh dupacabra seven drops in the super chat says you guys are gonna love drake london when joe douglas picks him at number 10 i like drake london as a prospect i'm a little worried about his ankle I think if the reason they moved his pro day is because that ankle's not 100% healthy, I think there's legitimate concern there. I I like the ACL injuries more than I like the ankle injuries. Um, Now, if Joe Douglas takes him at 10, yeah, I'm going to like it because I trust Joe Douglas, I trust our scouting department. That's not like other years with McCagnin, with Idzik, where I was like, oh yeah, no, I have full faith in our scouting department. That's not the case. This year, or this regime, I do have that that confidence and i think if they are pulling the trigger on drake london i will have 100 percent faith in it i you know there's a little totally. concern there right. but i i have faith in douglas
1: But well, here's the thing with Troopacabra. he's been on this this is now two hours and 15 minutes of trupa cabra talking about drake london okay mm-hmm. um so here's the difference trupa between us and and sounds like where you are you're only going to be happy if they take drake london at 10 I'm going to be happy if they take him and Kyle Hamilton and Carloftis Loftus and N'Kobe Dean <laughs> and Devin Lloyd. You see what I'm saying? And Garrett yeah, Wilson.
0: dude, receiver in the second. I, you and I are on the same you know page. I mean? We got we gotta yeah, talk I to talk to so. Matt on a sidebar and be like, yo, Matt, no receiver <laughs> at 10. Get on the Green Bean and Ryan train. like, right? Receiver in the second round's way better value than what you're going to
1: get at. It is. Yeah that's the thing. It's just, it's about value. And look, we all have players, just like you said with cook and last year, um, gain, uh, Gainwell was your guy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, and he was your guy early too. That's what's funny about it. Yeah. But like, I we had all him, have like, those middle guys.
0: of like the season in 2020. Like I, that was like, yeah, I, I had him in my first mock. I was like, I love him. I know he's opted out, but I really like him.
1: You know, you know, what's funny in, in 2020, you know who my guys were, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Bryce Hall. and Bryce Hall, totally. Yep. And uh, Kenny Wolekis, who went to the Vikings. He was injured in his first game. He came in, he got two sacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things like, look, we like guys. They don't always work out. But the truth is, man, is that we got a pretty good head on our shoulders. And we're watching. We're not overthinking things. But look, you like Drake London? Great. You know what I mean? I like Drake London. And again, if their medicals check out, same thing with Jameson Williams. Drake London spooks me. Jameson Williams spooks me. It's like, and then like Ojabo. I, it's funny. I put out a tweet the other day. I said, let's take uh, Derek Stingley and Jamison Williams in the first with Ojabo and, uh, and somebody else that's injured uh, in the second. And people were like, you're nuts. You're fucking crazy. Won't you? I'm like, dude. Clearly I'm being facetious here. Like I'm just, I'm like, I'm trying to point out the ridiculousness of it. You know what I mean? But if that's their guy and they think he's good, I'm going to be happy if they take Drake Lund. I think he's a good player. You know what I mean? I'm happy.
0: <laughs> so stud city has a great comment and it looks like rusty spooner might've been the first one to come up with it. And that is uh cancel a t-shirt contest and send Gitmo a t-shirt uh, for today, so instead of canceling the t shirt contest, we're gonna send Gitmo Bob a t shirt anyway, and we're still gonna pick someone oh. tonight for our t shirt giveaway. We're 100% gonna support Gitmo, we love that dude. We hope everything uh works out with him over there, and the least thing he has to think about uh is just us talking on the internet. Hopefully, he's sitting there, you know, watching us, hanging out with us. Uh, but we're gonna send him a shirt, I'll reach out to him. I think I have his information if i don't i gotta figure out a way to get it um because i don't know his address or anything and if he's not watching right now it might be a little tough so I, you know what i'll do after this stream ends i'll put a pinned comment uh asking gitmo bob to to reach out to us and i mean if we have uh ooh nfl chaos with jeremy says i have the address perfect jeremy
1: nice reach out to me there let's get it
0: let's send him uh, especially if you know his shirt size, I don't know his shirt size, but if even if Hey, you guys, Jeremy, his,
1: his yeah, t- do you like know his, his social, <laughs> give us yeah, his social, trying, too. I'm trying
0: to open a bank account who, right now. Hey, get my, who
1: else's address are you holding Jeremy? <laughs> He's
0: just got a whole bunch.
1: Yeah, I love it. I got everybody's address. <laughs> oh God.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris Miser drops in with a super chat. Mazer. Sorry. Uh, hey, he says, you guys see Carl Lawson's workout video by chance. I did not see it, but I would imagine. You yeah, it's, do. it's
1: awesome. You're going to love dude,
0: it. Dude, I if there's one person love to it. come back from an injury, like it of ruptured Achilles, it's Carl Lawson. I really really like him and I hope 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 we get to see what he was going to be last year, this year.
1: Hey, put it on. Share the screen with us. Watch it. You're going to love it, dude. It's it's uh, good. Let's see. Let's see you want to talk about us? Are you Hey, who's going to lie, right? You want to talk about a guy sweating? That man is sweating. He's working.
0: All right, all right. Ryan, I got to get a I... drink.
1: I can hear you, but yeah, I'm going to yeah. get a yep. drink, okay? Yeah,
0: you get, get a it. drink. I'm going to figure out if I could figure out how to uh, get Carl Lawson's video up here. Let's see if I can show it. Um, let's see, Carl Lawson. Is that him in the pool? Oh, yeah, look at him go. What a dog. I love it. Okay, let's see if I can make this happen. Um bum, 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 bum. bum. Uh, what do I have to do here? All right, I'm going to pull this down. I have no idea if this screen share is going to work, so... <laughs> bear with me, guys. This is what I should... I should set this up beforehand so I can share these types of things. Um... Let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, screen share. All right, you can see that. Let's see if I can switch this to... Google Chrome There we go. Uh update system audio. No, I'm not going to update the system audio right now. Let's see how this ends up working. I have no idea if this is working the correct way. All right. Where's the play button? Bam. I've been for a reason, reason. I've been My favorite thing about this whole thing is him wearing a, uh, a Dragon Ball Z shirt. If you guys didn't see his, uh, so he had a One Jets Drive episode last year at the beginning of the season where he was talking about all his, um, uh, you know, anime love, like he loves Dragon Ball Z. He grew up watching that. I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z. Think it's friggin' awesome. Um, sorry if I blew, (laughs) blew your speakers out. I should have probably checked that out. Um, yeah, dude, I, I friggin' love it. Slugo, uh, uh, Slugo says give Gitmo 18 holes of golf when he gets better. I would a hundred percent do that. I will give him 18 holes of golf at Black Bear. Um, 100%. I'll tell Sorry Bob, that I'll tell Bob, out.
1: if he gives us higher than a C on any of our mock drafts, then we'll give him an 18 holes a go
0: <laughs> Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. AM super chat coming in says sauce at four Hamilton at 10, uh, defense would get scary. I still want an edge. I still want an edge. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. That's the whole yeah. issue with me in this whole situation. Uh, Travis drops in with Super Chat, says, I want turnovers, Sauce and Hamilton. Wow, back-to-back Super Chats with people saying the same damn thing. I'm sorry. I understand us wanting to get more opportunities for the offense, but dude, I need an edge rusher because that's going to generate more turnovers than either Sauce or Hamilton, in my opinion. Uh, Kevin drops in with another Super Chat, says, why not edge at 35 or 38 uh, since we have Jacob Martin? I don't believe Jacob Martin or a oh, or any of those nice. guys are the solution. I think the rotational guys with Huff, you right. got to draft your guy. Cause we don't know what Carl Lawson is going to be. I think it's still, you know, a little up in the air as much as I love Carl Lawson. You have to plan for the worst and hope for the best.
1: Totally. Yeah, I agree, dude. That's the scariest thing in the world to me. Like, Here's the thing. Like somebody said that, you know, I was saying, you know, don't reach for need. And then I was saying reach for need with the edge. I don't believe that. I think that the strength of the top end of this draft is edge. Yes. And it just so happens that that's our number one need. Like Salah's defense requires it. And we really don't have it. Like Ryan said, we all love Lawson. We all got high hopes. Dude, this is his third season-ending injury. And we don't know, and he's not getting any younger, right? So we need it. And it just so happens that the top five edge rushers could, you could argue that they are the top five players in the draft. You could. Now Mm -hmm. you probably have to inject sauce in there. You probably, a lot of people are going to inject Hamilton. And then you got the tackles and maybe a quarterback, but they're among the discussion. So you're up there at four, waiting till the second and hoping that, you know, Cameron Thomas or Drake Jackson or just something. I keep seeing something in the corner of my eye. It's, like, thought, it's, a, little, it's like a, a floater, bug was... right? It's like it's a little yeah, splitter yeah. you
0: see in your eye that you can never quite get in the middle of your vision.
1: Yeah, so uh, it just makes me scared. Like, look, I would love it. Like, let's say we trade back a little bit and we get a Loftus or something in the first. And then we decide to take Boye Mafé in the second. Like, dude, I'm with it. I'm with it. And then you let Bradley and I and Bryce Huff and Jabari Zuniga and all those guys know one of you guys ain't making it. Which one is it? Get off your asses. Bust your humps. One of you guys got to go. So mm-hmm. let's let's get a competition going, man. And that's the way it should some, be. Uh,
0: I see some comments in the chat says, Hey, play the video for green bean that I played of Carl Lawson's uh, workout and blow out his eardrums. Apparently I did not check the audio. <laughs> I just blew no, everyone. I heard it.
1: Off. Greenbean heard no, it. was It wasn't that loud. funny. Well, I was, I, my wife came out, so I took my headphones off and I, and I, uh, I was talking to her while I was getting my drink and I heard the music. I actually turned my head and went, what the fuck is that? And I put my earphones. <laughs> I was like, what is that? That, so, a- apparently, yes. I
0: blew out everyone's eardrums, so I apologize for that. I re- That's what happens when I don't check the audio before I jump into a video like that, so that's 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 my fault. Um, Phenom, thank you for the $1 super chat. Dark Soldier comes in with a super chat, says, Greeny, can we send Gitmo Baba a t-shirt? Yes, Dark Soldier. I 100% agree with all you guys talking in the chat. We will send him a yeah. t-shirt for sure. Hopefully, he's feeling a little bit better. It's the least we can do. Uh, Akeem Rutledge Drops in with Super Chat, says, "I am I alone, or I'm alone, I'm not trading up or down, I'm just getting talent in the building with the picks we have. And I think that's kind of where Green Bean is, with the exception of the potential trade down from 4 or 10 to, like, 16, 19, 20, somewhere in that picks. I think a trade down is a little bit different, because we both see the value in, like, picks you know, maybe the mid teens through the third round. I think there's a ton of value. That's all kind of clumped together in there. And especially for the jets needs, interior offensive line linebacker, um, you know, wide receiver. There's some depth there for sure. So I, I do think there is something to that. Akeem Uh Greenbean, any thoughts on the the depth there and not trading up or down?
1: Well, this is what we're talking about, right? Like this is really the, the big decision. It's like we, we, we made all these moves to acquire all this capital. We got the luck of the draw, and it turned out that both Seattle, who was expected to be good, and our pick was going to be late, they're a top 10 pick. The Panthers were supposed to be good, and we got a, a, you know the second or the third pick in the second round, whatever it is, the fifth pick in the second round with them. So we got a little lucky here with where these picks fell. There is an argument. You already made your moves. This is what every team covets. Take four good players. We need our freaks. That said, the other thought is if you could take one of those and acquire more so you can take more blue chip type players over the next year or two years, you might want to consider that too. But I'm with you, man. I have half a mind just to really hope that they just stay where they are, pick four studs and let's go to battle.
0: Uh, Jay Perez drops in with Super Chat. Thank you, Jay. He says, what edge is most likely to drop to 10? Would Atlanta take an edge? It's entirely possible. So it depends how the top top three picks go before us. Because let's say one edge goes before us. And the Jets have their option of taking an edge, being the second one, like Kayvon Thibodeau, or passing on it and going a different direction. So... If the Jets were to pass and there was one already taken, I do think the Giants go O-line. I think the Panthers go quarterback or O-line. I think the Giants at seven could take an edge. So let's say the second edge comes off the board at that point. At eight, I still think wide receiver is squarely in play for the Atlanta Falcons, and I think they're going to try and create a, an, env- an environment for their wide re- or for their quarterback next year in 2023 that I think they're going to try and trade up for Uh if you take a receiver now, then at least they're kind of in the building. Could they go a different direction? Sure. I don't know if they necessarily go edge. I mean, I guess they lost... Um, who's the guy we all love? Fowler, Dante Fowler. So maybe maybe they are thinking it to some certain some extent. Um, and then I would say Seattle's an interesting pick. But I do think there's going to be at least two of the top five available for the Jets at 10. I think at the bare minimum, yeah. it, as long as... Only one goes before us at four. I think there will be two for us to choose from. And I think Carl Loftus will be one of them. And then I think it's either Walker, Kayvon, or Jermaine Johnson. It, it's tough because I don't know who's really rising on boards. Um, I would think Jermaine Johnson and Carl Loftus would be the two, I think, based on what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah. You know, all this Trayvon Walker madness i'm not dude, i like him
0: it. i i'm buying I it, dude i think the projection oh. i nope. like maybe we don't like him as a draft pick for the jets but i think his versatility is very similar to john franklin myers and i think him on a cheap five-year contract with john franklin myers inside and you can rotate the two of them inside outside and flip them I are think you that's using
1: valuable. a? are you using a top five pick on john franklin myers man
0: Not on John Franklin Myers, but on Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think the defensive tackle edge rusher is valuable. I don't think he is. I think he's better than John Franklin Myers, but I think the positional flexibility is similar to John Franklin Myers.
1: I don't like his second and third effort, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. He's a one. He seems like a one move guy. Um, I think, you know what I think? I think all the, the Thibodeau negativity is mm-hmm. being created by one Joe Douglas. And I think all Get him to fall. the Trayvon, yes. And I think all of the Trayvon Walker stuff is also Joe Douglas. That's what I Yo, think. You know, main... you know what
0: happened? I guarantee Joe Douglas has (laughs) some sort of feelers out there, and he's like, hey, yo, let's have this interview leaked to Jets Talk 24-7, and he can rip on Kayvon Thibodeau, and we're going to get the fan base behind us. We're going to get the entire Jets landscape to start getting all amped up against Kayvon Thibodeau for Trayvon Walker, and then we're going to wind up drafting the opposite
1: right there. Dude, it wouldn't shock me in the sense. Joe Douglas is connected. You know what we're going to find out? In 15 years, there's going to be a book written by... Daniel Jeremiah with a forward by Todd McShay. And they're going to let everybody know that they were all into hoots with Joe Douglas to turn the Jets around. And they helped him to spread what he needed to get done out there into the world. Because we've now won four Super Bowls and they wanted their credit for it. You'll see. You'll oh, see. From, from your
0: <laughs> lips to God's ears. Hater <laughs> Ali drops him in the Super Chat says, Green Bean Jets fan. We should Later. chip in and send our bro Gitmo a little get well something. If you think it's cool, let Jeremy know. Yeah, 100%. Let's send him a shirt. Uh, I think that's the least we could do. I don't know. If if we can think of something else too, I'm, I'm know totally what, down maybe with
1: that. We can get. Maybe we can figure out, man, like a card. Like I put a thing out on YouTube today. I got mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 200 people replied to it. So maybe yeah, yeah. if we get one of those little like everybody can sign a card, man. You know Ooh. how to do that? You know those little things?
0: No, I don't. I mean, I've done it, you know, obviously for coworkers and things like that with a physical card, but there's actually like a, like a digital
1: version of that. I guess that would make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. Like if we so could let's do all, that like check in there and everybody just writes yeah. something and then he gets to see it.
0: Let's do that. Let's send him a shirt and let's do one of those. And you know what we'll do? We'll have you, me, Matt tweet about it. We'll post it on our community pages and let's try to get as much, of this jet community that we have to really show Gitmo like how much we love this community and how much we could really like, we want him to get better. We want everything uh, to go well for him. So, so, hater, I completely agree. I think this is a great opportunity for us. Uh, Green Bean, we'll definitely talk about it a little bit more, but I think we should absolutely post something like that.
1: Yeah, right on, uh, man. For I sure. I think that's a great idea, Green Bean.
0: Nicholas, uh, Green Vineyard, green vineyard. Uh, Nicholas drops in with two $1 donations back-to-back. Uh, no super chat question involved. I tried looking in the chat as well. I didn't see it. Uh, so I apologize if you had something in there. But, brother, thank you. I appreciate all the support nonetheless. Uh, Chris Mazer drops in with another super chat. Says, that's the short version of the Carl Lawson video. There's a longer one. Well, I'm not going to show it because I've already ripped it ripped off the audio and people are going to be upset uh with me for doing that so unfortunately i'm not going to go uh that route but i understand it uh i get it uh let's see jose cornell jose thank you for the super chat says my dream draft hamilton at four jermaine johnson at 10 watson at 35 Perion winfrey at 38 chanel at 69 so we get a safety an edge rusher a receiver an interior edge rusher, I guess, sort of like a hybrid-ish kind of person, defensive tackle, and a linebacker at 69.
1: Yeah. It's hard to be upset I would with say, that, right? Yeah. I, I would like. I mean, that's, that's fantastic, but Leo Chanel's not making it to 69. No, um,
0: I, I'll be honest. No. I don't think Watson makes it to 35. I think he's going to slip into the first round as much as you and I think he should be a second-round yeah. pick. Um, yeah. I think he sneaks into it. And I don't, I I still don't like Hamilton at four. Hamilton at 10 is a different story. Hamilton at four, I don't love.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Would you take Jermaine Johnson at four and Hamilton at 10?
0: (laughs) I know you would. I, well, yeah. So, so I would take whatever they deem as the best edge rusher at four. I would have no problem with that. So, so if that is Johnson, my issue is if they think Johnson is one of the best edge rushers, and they try to get him at 10, and he's not there. So if they like any of the edge rushers at 10, look, I'm still not on Hamilton at four because I do think edge rusher is, or I think safety is a a top position in the top of the second round where you can get a ton of value. So receiver and safety in the second round provide a better value for me, and then I would prefer edge rusher and another position, whether it be trade down or or not, uh, right there in the first.
1: Hey, I saw a really good suggestion in the chat. Um, hmm. Where? Wait, hold on. Where did it go? So I want to give the person credit because it's good. I, I wonder if we could pull it off. Hold on. Where the hell did it go? Ah, oh, shit! I completely lost it. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Whoever you are, but uh, they said, "Why don't we all chip in and get a Joe Namath cameo for Get My Bob?"
0: <laughs> Ooh, how do we how do we do that what like i don't know how to how does do
1: <laughs> yeah how does do this we don't how, know
0: how oh how does get Joe do. name is
1: to go visit bob in the hospital maybe we can we could do a, like a make-a-wish
0: we, can we do a make-a-wish for, for hopefully we don't hopefully he doesn't uh, need a make wish hopefully he'll
1: get better and we right he's gonna be fine that, right that's the
0: yeah. hope uh kevin drops in with a super chat i definitely missed this one i apologize brother he says Green bean, I mentioned to Ryan Brees Hall, uh, but falling to pick thirty-five. It's entirely yeah. possible he's there at thirty-five. I think the Jets could get the top running back if he wanted to. Um, I think the top running back will go to Tampa Bay in the first round. That's that's just sort of a gut feeling. Um, if not, yeah, I do. I it do. I hate sense. running back at thirty-five. I don't hate it. It's not where I'd go, but I don't hate it
1: yeah look it makes total sense too like they're letting Fournette go right um going ahead and bringing in you know a, a top, the top running back like you said five years that's basically his whole career anymore uh so using that first they're stacked elsewhere they got godwin they got evans they got brady and you know what i mean like yeah dude their offensive line is beefy go ahead Right? It makes sense that they would. But, but you know, any way you slice it, though, if we decided to go running back in the second, you're going to get one of, if not, your top running back in the draft. Because who's to say that our top running back is their top running back? You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Shane Howard, I apologize for missing your super chat. He says, hey, guys, would you take Jermaine Johnson at four? Yeah, I would. I, I think Jermaine Johnson, Walker, Carl Loftus, uh, Thibodeau, and Hutchinson, all five of them. I think they are all worthy of a top 10 pick. And if there is one of those five edge rushers that you like more than another uh, and you think they're there at four, make the pick. I don't care if you think they are you know should be worthy of the seventh or eighth or ninth pick. If you like one of the edge rushers more than any of the other ones, make the pick. I like Jermaine Johnson's personality a lot. I think there's definitely a concern from him going from the ACC or from the SEC to the ACC. I think that's a valid concern but I do like him a lot. Uh, I think the, the knock on him aside from the conference switch is that he's two years older than some of the juniors in this class because of the transfer. Um, but yeah, I like Jermaine Johnson a lot. Greenbean,
1: would you take Johnson at four? Uh, you know, look, uh, I don't, I don't have him as my top guy. Like, so it would depend mm-hmm. on who's there. Like if, if KT is there, Or if Hutchinson is there or Karloffis is there, I'm not taking him. Mm -hmm. That said, if those three are gone, do I think he's worthy of the fourth pick? I mean, look, yeah, he got, what, 18 sacks last year or some shit like that? 17, 18 sacks? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Sure. Yeah.
0: Mark, risk. They they said, sorry.
1: They said no, they, they he, the Bucks re the Bucks resigned Fournette, so I gotta I gotta I didn't. Uh, oh
0: okay, I didn't know that. I knew there was uh, thoughts about it, and then I thought they lost one of their guys. But okay, so so yeah. maybe the top running back goes in the second because I don't think there's anyone in the right. first at this point now that I can see pulling the trick. That was like kind of the only only spot I sort of saw him possibly landing at. Um, let's see, we got Mark Riss dropping in with a ten dollars super chat. Says Trayvon Walker. Or KT at 4. Jamison Williams at 10. Pickens at 35. Or Christian Watson at 35. Devin Lloyd at 38. The rest for Gitmo Bob donation. Brother, thank you so much. We're going to get Gitmo Bob a nice little uh, something or other. We'll, we'll figure out something to send to him. Love that dude. Hopefully everything's working out for him. Um, but as far as your super check goes, yeah. Edge rusher at 4. Regardless of uh, of either one of those players, I'm fine with I still don't like going Jamison Williams and Pickens or Watson. I think you only need one of the receivers for sure. And I like Devin Lloyd. I don't think he's going to wind up making it to 38, but I would be all about it. Uh, So for me, take one of the receivers either at 10 or 35. 35 would be my preferred choice. Um, And then swap out another position in there. Creepy, what are you thinking about uh, Mr. Mark's super chat?
1: Yeah. Well, that's, I'm with you, man. Like taking two injured wide receivers, does that guarantee that one of them will be healthy? Does that, is, is there anything? <laughs> one in the- might
0: not be healthy and one might be a bust, <laughs> right? Like it's a 50, right. 50 shot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awful. But you know, this is the thing, Mark, is that we're the jets, right? And like, we're all fans. We're all on the same team here. We're all buddies, but we got to pay attention to who we are. And like, if we did, if we did something like that, Mark, as much as you know, I'm a big Pickens fan. If we did that, you know damn well both would be injured, just so we could be poked at and laughed at by the rest of the world. That's how it goes. So yeah. we gotta be smart. We gotta be smart. Now, I'm not a big fan of double dipping at wide receiver anyway. I just I don't mm. I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to. I want one, but I don't think we need to. But if it was one of those if, if we decide to take Jamison Williams, I'm confident that we're gonna get a nice chunk of his career. Again, I'm hoping. That Zach Wilson's year two, he has all the weapons that we can give him. And I see Jamison Williams missing a significant part of the year, then having to adjust and do all that shit. So it's wasting this first year in in much, or at least a lot of it. And I think this is a pivotal period of time for Zach, which is why I'm so concerned about it. So I'm
0: going to leapfrog a few Super Chats real quick, because I just saw Dark Soldier come in with this one. Uh, He says, Wayne Corbett is $100 on Cameo.com for Gitmo Bob. So 100%. I'll reach out uh, to Wayne on Cameo.com. I didn't know that was a thing. Hell's Cameo.com.
1: That's what I guess you can about. pay
0: 100 bucks to get someone to, to do a cameo for him. So let's let's oh, do sure. that. We're gonna we'll, we'll plan to send Gitmo at shirt a t-shirt. We're gonna try to do a, a card from all of us signed, and we're gonna try and get Wayne Krebets to do a cameo for him. Uh, so I'll try to, to figure out how to facilitate that. For sure. Wait,
1: Wayne Krebets is 100 bucks.
0: I guess so for a cameo. It's probably not like a video, but it's probably like, you know, a, a clip of, hey, this is Wayne yeah. Corbett. Welcome to Jets Talk. And then bam, hundred bucks. So, you know, nice, easy. Yeah. It's kind of like those Dude. radio ads that you see like, oh, welcome to K104. So, right. Kevin nice. from the office is 225. But Corbett needs to be more. <laughs> definitely more. He <laughs> should be way more. He's part of the the the, uh, the Jets X-Factor crew now. I'm a big fan of Wayne Corbett. He's That, that ball yeah. behind me right up there? Wayne Corbett signed ball. Love me, Wayne Corbett. So if, if he'll do it, I'll absolutely pay him $100. Bucks, no questions asked uh, to get him to do that for Gitmo. Not a question at all. Uh, thank you for bringing that to our attention, Dark Soldier. Mutt Viles says, if all five edge rushers are on the board at number four, would I try and trade back with the Giants for five and seven? Um, One, they're not going to give up five and seven. They're, that would be silly to do because If all five edge rushers are on the board, I mean, I would think a quarterback went at two, and then maybe you're talking offensive line and sauce or offensive line and Hamilton in those sort of situations. I think the Giants are going to go O line at five, no questions asked. And I think they'd wind up going edge rusher at seven. But I would try to trade back (coughs) if all five are on the board, unless you absolutely covet one of them. I don't think you, I don't think. I covet one over any of the other five in particular, honestly. Like, even if Hutchinson's there at four, like, I don't necessarily love him more than I like any of the other guys. It's the same way I felt about uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, So, if all five edge rushers are on the board, yes, I would trade down 100%. Not necessarily with the Giants, but I do think that means we're getting a top edge rusher at number 10 because I don't think... Whoever trades out for four would take an edge. I don't think the Giants would take an edge at five. I don't think the Panthers would take an edge at six. I think they could take an edge at seven. And then eight and nine, even if you wind up going all edge, you're still getting one of those guys or, or a choice of two of those guys at that point. Green Bean, your thoughts?
1: I can't believe this cameo page. What is this madness? Look well, at then this. I got to look at it. I, I never thought of it. Dude, I never even like I can't believe this, man. Dude, you you can pay these people to hang out live with you and shit. This is crazy. Man, I should have been doing
0: that. I wind up reaching out to their emails and they just tell me to kick rocks.
1: Yeah. Be like, hey, I just need you
0: for ten minutes. How much is ten either. minutes? You know. I don't know. It depends who you're asking. It depends if you're asking someone on the corner or if you're asking someone via cameo. Uh yeah. F monks right.
1: Yeah, let me see Sorry. Mutt Files. If all five edge rushers are on the board four I try to trade back with the Giants. yeah right right. maybe I don't think the Giants would trade up why would they trade up I don't know maybe they want that one guy you know what I mean
0: yeah but if all the edge rushers on the board why would they trade up like I think they're going for the offensive lineman and like we're not taking an offensive lineman and I don't think anyone trading up would take an offensive lineman so they're still getting their top guy at at number five and if we pass on the edge rusher I don't think Carolina's taking one so I think they're going to get the top edge rusher at number seven then yeah. Just my thoughts. Uh, F Monks drops in with the super chat, says, would you take the Saints pick sixteen and 19th for our fourth pick? Trade value checks out. Hate to miss out on premium edge, but three picks in the top 20 would be enticing. I would say it depends on what happens with the first three picks. If you wind up in a situation where the Jets wind up having the best edge rusher on the board at number four, and there is a team knocking on the door like the Saints who want to give you two first round picks, yes, trade out. Because you're going to get, like I just said, Giants are not taking one at 5. Panthers are not taking one at 6. Maybe they go seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and you're getting the 4th of the, the edge rushers there. But yeah, look, I, I think we are going to get a premium edge rusher at 4 or 10, one way or the other. But I'm 100% on board with trading back with the Saints. Greenbean, your thoughts on trading back with the New Orleans Saints?
1: Yeah, let's see. 4 for 16 and 19 I don't know. It's a tough one, man, because clearly having three first round picks is fantastic, you know, and we still have a top 10. So that's interesting, but it all depends. Like if the player that we really covet, let's say it's Kayvon Thibodeau, let's say it's Aiden Hutchinson. Like if they're there, Mm -hmm. I say, just take your player, man. You know what I mean? I'd Mm -hmm. say, take them, take the guy that you think is going to be the most likely to be a demon for your pass rush and just get it done. If those guys are gone, and the Saints want to jump up? Yeah, I'd consider it for sure, man. For
0: uh, sure. Joe Grana drops in with a $10 Super Chat. Appreciate it, brother. I didn't see a comment attached to it, but it means a lot all the same. Blade drops in with Super Chat. Says, hot take. We shouldn't have paid DJ Reed if we're going to draft Sauce. We got to give Hall and Carter a chance. Look, I I'm... like signing DJ Reed. I'm 100% on board with signing DJ Reed. But I think they're... It depends how much stock you put into DJB Enemy's uh, article about the cornerback position. There was a, a report early on that said that teams were throwing at Bryce Hall because they knew he wasn't going to intercept the ball. Coaches on the field said after the game, "Hey, we tried to aim our, you know, our passes that direction because we weren't afraid of an interception." If that's the case, look, Hall's not a number two, or at least like teams think he's not a threat. You need at least a threat to intercept the ball, to have some type of concern to go that direction. So for me, I think Hall and Reed, while they're while Reed is clearly the number 1, I think Hall is in competition for Reed for a secondary contract. More so than Sauce is for potentially not getting picked. I think if we want Sauce, it doesn't necessarily like I don't think Hall or Reed impact the decision to take Sauce the way some people may otherwise think. I I, I really think Reed and Hall are in competition for a second contract with Hall being the, you know, the injury second corner uh, as opposed to the full-time second corner, potentially.
1: Yeah, but the other piece that you have to consider, that's logical. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And you also have to add to that, that when you bring Sauce in, you've already, you've also removed your potential to get that top edge rusher. Now you have to wait till 10 or, well, that's, or that's whatever necess- it is. You don't necessarily you,
0: have to take sauce at four. Like sauce may be available at 10. There is a situation where that happens, but yeah, I, and I, and I think if you like a lot of the edge rushers, but you don't like a lot of the corners, like I can see you taking sauce at four and just taking whoever's left at 10. Like it, it really depends on how those first three picks go. If it goes all three edge rushers, then yeah, take your edge rusher at four because you got to get that position more than you need the luxury of corner.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's like, you know, I'm with you that I don't think Hall or DJ Reed are so good that, you, you know, that you can't bring in a great cornerback. At the same time, let's let these guys have year two in the system. We don't know what Hall mm-hmm. is year two in the system. We don't know. He's only had one year. You know what I mean? And the whole defense was sloppy. He was the solid point of our defense. He had 10 passes defensed. I mean, he had a good year. He just didn't get the picks. So let's see what he is year two. We've put five draft picks or four draft picks and $11 million in free agency into the cornerback room. I say, let's leave them for a year. We might have them. They might continue to get better and better every year. Michael Carter, Mm -hmm. Bryce Hall, DJ Reed, Brandon Eccles. We might have them. And let's, let's bolster the pass rush, help those guys out, see if we need a cornerback. If we need one, next year's first goes to a cornerback.
0: Eric Rivera drops in with Super Chat, says KT and Aiden Hutchinson go in the top three. Uh, GW, Garrett Wilson at four, George is at ten. I do not like wide receiver at four at all. At all. Like, even if Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson go in the top three, if you're taking an edge rusher or or if your plan is to take an edge rusher and a wide receiver, I don't love, just like Green Bean said, I don't like any of the receivers that much more than any of the other players. Like, I value the edge rushers far more than I value the wide receivers, especially in our system anyway. We want to run those 12 personnel sets with tight ends, um, and we want to run the ball, play ball control. So, I do not want a receiver at four. I don't care who it is. I would be very upset. I, look, I don't want a receiver at 10. I'm, I'm kind of with Greenbean on this, too. Like, We don't want a receiver in the top 10 because of the value of the depth of the wide receivers in this class. So I would be totally off on Garrett Wilson at four. I would think that's a you know not a good pick. And I don't think, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't hate George Karloftis, but if oh, we're him. taking edge at 10, after taking a receiver at four, like, I, I don't love this at all.
1: Yeah. It seems like you've dropped it a peg. Like, it just mm-hmm. seems like we mismanaged it slightly. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels yep. like that a little bit. It's like, oh, Chris... we might have missed the boat
0: here, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Mm-hmm. Chris drops in with a super chat. He says, do you think Joe Douglas could fleece the Panthers for Robbie Anderson, LMFAO, I'd be for that and then go back from 10, get 15 or 17, somewhere in that realm, and take Jameson Williams. I don't want to trade for Robbie Anderson in a trade down with the Panthers and then take a receiver in the top 20. Like Green Bean and I are already saying I don't think receiver in the first round is, is really a great move anyway, and to trade for a receiver in a trade down and still take another receiver in the first round, I think, is a, a poor allocation of resources. And I'm, I'm done with Robbie Anderson. It's not it's not that I don't like yeah. him. I wanted him a few years ago. I would have kept him. I yeah. thought it was the wrong decision to move on from him. But at this point, I, look, I don't want him. I, just, I think there's other receivers, and I think, you know, right. rather than double-dipping like that, I think that would be a, a poor choice.
1: Green Dude, we out. were thinking with our hearts. We had no talent. That's mm-hmm. why we wanted Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, like Slago, said he's fast. He's got good hands. He stays healthier than you think. He's not a bad player, but dude, let's you know, let's uh, let's just bring in our guys. Why go backwards? Mm-hmm. Why do all that shit? Leave Robbie Anderson oh, down there in Carolina to suck with whoever their new quarterback is, uh, like he did again with Sam. And let's just move on. That's my that's my thoughts.
0: Lefty Glover drops in with super chat. Super chat says, "Did a mock draft trade." With the Lions giving them number four in return, got their 32, 34, 66, and a 2023 first. I took Carl Loftus, Lloyd, Watson, Hall, and Boye Mafe. Great show. Thoughts? Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, Glover. I really appreciate it. So he did a mock trade with the Lions, giving them number four, which means the Lions have two and four. The Jets fall from four to get 32, 34, 66, and a 2023 first. It depends which 2023 first. Are we getting the Rams 2023 first or are we getting the Lions 2023 first? Because I like the Lions 2023 first a lot more than I like the Rams. Um, interesting. Uh, it's, it's definitely not the direction I thought, and I think there's going to be other options for us where the Jets could get you know, the Steelers. You get a, a receiver, and you get some higher picks. But as far as the the, the picks you get, so he's saying Karloftis at ten, Lloyd at thirty two, Watson thirty four, Brees Hall sixty no 38, thirty eight, Mafe thirty. 66 is that what i'm getting at i think i don't hate the players no. i just I, the trade's interesting i don't think i would do it that that's a really far way to fall back i think 20 kind of like my cap for me for where i'd like to drop back to i don't think the lions can offer me enough and i don't think that's enough for me to move back that far let's see yeah, so it's basically – 32 right, and 34 yeah, well, are basically two first-round picks, plus a first next year. So it's you're, you're getting Ooh. almost three firsts plus 66. It's a, That's a weird trade, right? Yeah. Like if, I don't hate it.
1: Let's look at some value here. Let's look at some right, value.
0: Let, yeah, pull that all up. Right. Where where does all this all right. fall?
1: So where? what so do you say, 32? So
0: 1,800 30, is pick four. Yeah. So 32, right. 34. 32 is 590. Okay, what's the next one, 34? 34, yep. 560. 66
1: 66 is 260
0: and then uh a 2023 first would be equivalent to the first pick in the second round
1: in the second round right exactly so 580 all right so we so What's our math workout yeah. 1800
0: oh is what the fourth pick is worth
1: hold on here
0: that's all right you, you take your time you do whatever math you got to do over there
1: all right buddy here we go 5 590 plus 560 plus 260 plus 580 is 1990 so we've made 190 points there
0: Interesting. which is
1: equivalent Interesting. to let's see 190 is equivalent to a third round pick so we've gotten uh pick 80 in value mm-hmm. i don't know man that seems like a lot of jumping all over now i like the first next year though that's the yeah, funny thing so about I. about the points with Nick cuz I'm with you, right? That's what you do. You do the first pick in the second round. For yeah, next but year's I think sports, that, but that
0: realistically, that first round pick regardless of who it is is at worst the top pick in the second round. Like realistically, right. if you're taking the the Lions first, like yeah, that could be a top, top 10, 10 pick.
1: pick. Yeah, that and could yeah. be a top 10 pick. So you got to think about it like that, right? It's worth 580 mm-hmm. now. But shit, yeah. man next year it's worth the first and it's probably going to be a good one cuz detroit sucks the balls
0: yeah look as long as it's detroit's first versus the rams first then i would be on board with this trade down but it that's oh it's interesting right cuz if you're on. getting the rams first that could be pick 30 31 32 Two. like it's not unreasonable yeah. to think that's where that could be i don't know we'll see right uh yeah, young, man. So i don't know yeah, Young Curto drops in and says, will Denzel Mims, Denzel Mims' ascension happen this year? Look, if it doesn't happen this year, he's off the team. It's I, like yeah. I think he needs to show something throughout the preseason for him to even make the roster. Like I don't think he's a lock for being on the like week one starting roster for the New York Jets. I do think there is enough, especially if we draft a receiver. You're talking in the pecking order. You're talking yeah. Michael Carter. Both tight ends, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and wide receiver in the draft. That's at least six players ahead of Mims. I I would be shocked if he made the roster um, week one if he doesn't really wow us in preseason. I think he, I think he has to wow us in the preseason for us to, to, to hold on to him.
1: Yeah. Um... All right, I'm sorry, i got to shut this cameo thing down. I'll look at it later. I can't fucking believe it.
0: Green <laughs> Bean's looking all over the like, place. Who can I get? What do you mean Howard Stern and and Ron yeah. Jeremy are available for just $100? This is fantastic. Is it Ron right. Jeremy's it, face or is it Ron Jeremy's you know
1: lower face? Hey, you, want, you want to hear something funny? I've hung out with Ron Jeremy. Nope. Oh, I can believe it because you and your I Uncle did. Sam I, stuff. That's right. I hung out with him. At a place called The Rainbow on the Sunset Strip in uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I was with other porn stars and they were talking about how the business, uh, I was, yeah, I was in the whole pocket, man. It was the craziest night. I was like, dude, I said like three times, I can't believe what I'm witnessing here. This is nuts for me. I can't closest
0: believe it. The closest thing I got to meeting a porn star was one of my friends that I went to high school with. Either roomed or was next door neighbors with with a porn star, and I got to see a Snapchat of them being like, "Hey, we're friends," and that was the extent. It, fully clothed, nothing, nothing crazy. But that is the furthest I've been able to to get. I, well, I prefer that over Ron Jeremy for sure. But it's 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 very yeah, interesting yeah. that you've you've got Go to, to hang out with these other porn stars. It's it's a funny uh, funny story. It was it's
1: right. It really it's nuts. I told you about Pornyoki, you know. <laughs> There's a there is a there's a bar. I think it's Wednesday nights in the valley in in L.A. Every Wednesday night where porn stars from around the world gather in this one place. It's very private, but they do it every Wednesday and they all sing karaoke together. That's awesome. That's really cool. I really like that. And they literally, you will like, look, dude, they, they literally like show each other their buttholes. Like, it's just the craziest loose. It's like, you're not even, it's like, I could, again, I was like, what is this? What am I doing here? I can't believe this is real. Bob, so, Albo. fun stuff, fun stuff. Denzel Minx, yes.
0: Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Jeremy's. Uh, Bob Albert drops right. in a super chat says, if Hutchinson doesn't go one, would you give up four and 38 to trade up with the Lions to two? For the second overall pick. No, I would not. I like all the first round or all the top five edge rushers enough where I would not trade up for any of them at all. So so no I would not do that. Greenbean, any thoughts on trading up for Hutchinson?
1: No. It's not I yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like well you look at it like this. Would you rather have Hutchinson or Thibodeau and Devin Lloyd or Thibodeau and Garrett Wilson? I, I gotta go with the latter. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, F Monks drops in with the super chat, says, Sims has Watson as the number two wide receiver. Him plus Jamison Williams equals scary. Well, he had Jamison Williams as his number one wide receiver, and Watson is the number two. So, for me, when I'm looking at that, I'm seeing all projection on Watson. Like, he has the talent to be the best wide receiver. He has the talent to be a top three receiver. But... With him playing with Trey Lance previously, you would have expected him to blow the doors off the competition at that point. And that's where I kind of get hung up on him. Um, so I don't see Watson as the number two receiver. I see him at best as number four. Um, but I would probably say four, five, six is where I feel comfortable with him. Williams, I do think, is the number one wide receiver, even with the ACL tear.
1: Yeah. And there's a case, man. I think he's the best wide receiver in the class. You know, it's like again. I just look. Like, there's one problem with Jamison Williams, and mm-hmm. here's the interesting thing. I want you guys to know something. All you people that only hear that I hate wide receivers, like, I get, I get DMs like, why, why do you hate wide receivers? Like, I'm like, dude, I don't hate fucking wide receivers, you know. But like, the Jets haven't taken. A first round level wide receiver, like a first round wide receiver, since Santana Moss, dude. And the last one before that was Keyshawn Johnson. All right, the last one before that, I'm pretty sure, was Al fucking Toon. So I'm with you. I want, I want that first round caliber best wide receiver in the class. I want him too. I'm not convinced that this is the year to reach for that. That's just, that's my only point. It's like I hate to see us finally do it and we get a guy that's second round in every other draft. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. I yeah, just yeah. I, I'd rather not do that. Like, that's my whole thing. I'd rather go for the blue chips that you know, even if like Aiden Hutchinson, if he was in last year's draft, who were the big edge rushers last year? Do you remember? I can't remember for some reason. I think it was like one. Yeah, I was gonna say it. I let don't
0: me. I don't know who it is because uh the first three look. were quarterbacks, then it went pitts. Tough yeah, edge see. rusher is probably was it Parsons? I think it was Parsons.
1: Yeah, it was wasn't a strong forward. it wasn't a strong edge class. Okay, so the first edge rusher, dude, Jesus. Okay I think it was um, Micah Parsons.
0: I don't know if he was considered an edge, but that's... no, it
1: was Jalen Phillips. At eighteen, 20? he was the 18. he was the first edge rusher taken. Then after him, we had Quitty Pay, yep. at twenty one. Mm-hmm. Then after him, that's when you had Peyton Turner, mm-hmm. at twenty eight from the Saints. Then you had Gregory Rousseau from the Bills. I'm so surprised he slid that far, but he did. Yeah,
0: same. He was supposed to be like the top edge last
1: year. He was the top edge. He was last year's Thibodeau before everybody got into it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh so then we had Rousseau, he wrapped and then we had uh Oa and, you know from the Ravens uh at thirty one, and then we had Joe Tryon. The Bucks wrapped it up with Joe Tryon, who nobody thought was a first round pick. Um, I had him thirty
0: two. Con- I, I or not thirty two, yeah, I had him in the third round. I thought the yeah, third yo, round was yeah. where we were gonna get him.
1: Right, um, right.
0: Because he opted so, like, out last year. It. He didn't play he didn't play in twenty twenty.
1: Right. Well, a few of these guys didn't. And you know, that's yeah. the thing with Rousseau too. That's why Jalen Phillips mm-hmm. had such a good year. Um, and all that stuff. But uh so but the but this is the point. Like so last year we're not having this same conversation. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like if if it's the same needs as this year, we're talking about wide receiver up top. And we're talking about 10 being maybe the edge. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get yeah. through to people. Last year, we had guys like we had Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, uh, you know, all these guys. Then then you even had um, uh, Kadarius Toney, but then you had Rashad Bateman. Like there were a lot of receivers like pick your poison, man. You know, and then this year, while there's, of course, good wide receivers, you know, Garrett Wilson's going to be a good pro. Um, more than likely, Jamison Williams will heal up and be a good pro. And and I like a whole bunch of these guys. Drake London, if he's, if he's okay, will be a good pro. But it's like they're not the same pound for pound, you know, like bang for your buck. This year, it's edge. So you want to get edge. You want to use the strengths of the draft. Like, think about that, dude. Last year, Edge was 18, was the first Edge rusher. We had three Mm -hmm. quarterbacks, tight ends, wide receivers, cornerbacks. Three tackles were taken, linebackers, all taken before Edge. Let me see. One, two, three offensive tackles were taken before Edge. Three cornerbacks. A guard was taken before Edge. We took them. Four quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a crazy draft.
0: Like, last year was not a strong edge draft. This year is. Play to the strengths of the draft, dude. I'm right there with you. Uh, Chris Mazer drops him with the Super Chat, says, LOL, I still want to trade back between 15 and 17 and take Jamison Williams. He reminds me of CeeDee Lamb. That's a really good player comparison. I love CeeDee Lamb. I really like Jamison Williams. Something about the two of them, they get good yak. Uh, He says, that's just my opinion, though. I think his talent is too good to pass on. I'm not scared of his injury. I think teams are not afraid of the ACL. I really don't. And I think if you want to take, uh, you know, Jamison Williams, I would have taken CD Lamb at 11. So CeeDee Lamb, a clone of him at number 10, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, he's got the ACL injury, but if you're okay with the ACL, take the best receiver in the draft. If you could trade down and get him at 15 or 17 and pick up extra picks, yeah, green light, I'm all about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. I'm with you, too.
0: Uh, N.Y. Lozo drops in with a super chat. Thank you, brother. Uh, I don't see a question attached to it, but it means a lot all the same. Drew drops in with a super chat, says KT at four, Wilson at 10, Nicobe Dean in a trade-up with Watson at 35. So he's saying we're trading pick 38, and maybe it's 69 or something along those lines to get Dean, uh, in the first. So if I get my edge rusher, I get my receiver at 10, I get a linebacker and then another receiver at 35. I Look, I don't like it. And I think Green Bean probably will be about the same wavelength. I don't think we like double dipping at wide receiver. And if you want to take Wilson at 10, don't take Watson at 35. If you want Watson, take him at 35 or trade up for him, whatever it is. Take the next best linebacker at 30, you know, 35 instead of whatever. But... I I don't think you double dip at receiver with two of our top four picks. I don't think you double dip at receiver at all. To be perfectly honest, edge rusher is the only position this year that I would double dip on, and it would be top ten, and it would probably be third or later for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, and if the Jets do, am I gonna be upset by it? No. It's like it's the same thing. Like, what if they decided? to grab Linderbaum at 10. Mm-hmm. Am I going to yeah. be upset with it? No, I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, okay, I see what they're doing. They're they're going to push Connor McGovern off this team. If it's not this year, it's next year. The guy's going to be here. They don't want any uh, fall off, drop off. And, like, mm-hmm. and I get it. I get it. Now, would it be what I did? No, but I get it. So, like, if they decided to go Garrett Wilson at 10 or, you know, uh, KTF4 Wilson at 10, and then go ahead and get uh, Christian Watson at thirty-five. Like I don't see that, but okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're making sure that Zach Wilson has his weapons, so I support it. I'm with it. I get it. I, it makes it still makes sense. That's all I'm really looking for. Like there I were years weird. past, right? And like, dude, we would watch McCagnan trade three three second round picks to move up in the first draft a quarterback and then take a small school 25 year old defensive tackle then Mm -hmm. he takes a a tight end then he takes another defensive tackle then he takes a running back and it's like a fifth round like what the fuck is this what is this supposed to accomplish like I don't understand what this draft is and he did that every year it's like Mm -hmm. what what is our goal who are we what are we trying to accomplish So all I want to see from Joe Douglas, like last year with the cornerbacks at the end of the draft, man, like it was like, okay, these might not be the guys we were looking at, but we need cornerbacks. We only had bless on Austin on the under contract. So I was like they rebuilt the cornerback room in the back end of that draft. And I understood it. Okay, I get it. It makes sense. And that's what we want to see
0: lefty glover drops in with super chat thank you brother says if uh it was the lions 2023 first in my mock trade i did so yeah okay i'm a little bit more involved with that uh just to kind of uh remind us on what that was uh it was uh he gave up number four for pick 32 34 66 and the lions first round pick that's definitely more interesting because you essentially get three first-round picks. You get the 2023 20, first, you get 32, and then you get 34, which is the, the the second pick in the second round. So yeah, I I don't love it, but I don't hate it uh, by any stretch. Ten Diamonds drops in with a super chat and says, "What do y'all think about getting someone like Sammy Watkins out of free agency to fill in that Keelan Cole role?" and obviously still draft a wide receiver. I think it would depend what Watkins is asking for contract-wise. Like, can you get him on a one-year, $10 million deal, something along those lines, Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: draft your receiver? Like, I'm okay with that. Um, I don't want to devote a ton of resources to a veteran receiver or more than one year in conjunction with double-dipping. I shouldn't say double-dipping, but with drafting a receiver. Like, for me, the, the... Brandon Cook's Amari Cooper one-year rental was valuable in conjunction with the wide receiver because I think there's no lag period in learning and Zach Wilson gets to have the full complement of receivers with Watkins as long as you get him on a one-year deal and then draft a receiver I'm okay with it but I think you might have to give him more than a one-year deal uh but I'm also concerned about his injuries too Greenbean your thoughts
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Watkins, like every year he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to play, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. and You know what I mean? He does that whole thing. I don't know. I I think just bring in a Rook, bring in a, a, you know, a top two round Rook. You Mm -hmm. got Corey Davis, you got Elijah Moore, you got Braxton Barrows, you got Denzel Mims, you got the Rook, you got Jeff Mm -hmm. Smith to back him up. You know what I mean? And then we got the 12 personnel situation. We bring in a new running back. You got two good running backs. You got three good tight ends, four good tight ends. And uh, and we're off and running. I, I don't know. I think if you're going to bring in a – I mean, Watkins is better than Cole. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't think that can be argued too passionately. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't really love Watkins anymore. You know, I wouldn't want to see us do that.
0: Multivitamins drops in with Super Chat, says we are in – For every wide receiver, why not trade for Cooper Cup? Why would they trade Cooper Cup the best receiver in football? Or at least like a top five receiver in football. But if we could, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) My files, let's fucking Uh go for it. Why the hell not? Uh, NY Lozo drops in with Super Chat, says, I say we get our offensive linemen. Uh, We like, or I say we get our offensive linemen we like. Take our edge and wait for Jamison Williams to fall to us. And are you guys really sold on Zach Wilson? So let, let's break this down. I don't want offensive lineman in the top ten. If we do, I think it severely devalues Becton or Fant. I think if you take an yeah. offensive lineman a little later and he develops into a starter that can supplant Beckton or Fant, it doesn't lower their value as much. So I'm I am off on the wide receiver or off on the offensive lineman at least in the first round. Um, waiting for Jamison Williams, he's not making it out of the first round. So you're going to have to trade up for him or trade down and get him. I would be very, very surprised yeah. if he was there at 35. Yeah. Um, I could see am- it, but
1: I would be surprised too. Just to say that yeah, I could see it. Though.
0: Yeah. Uh, am I sold on Zach Wilson? Look, I'm not sold on him yet. I think he has all the talent in the world. So in a stacked AFC where you have Herbert, Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Burrow. When you have that uh, dark car, like you got a lot of guys in this conference that are top end uh, for sure. For me, I think Zach Wilson has the talent to be a top three quarterback in this conference. Um, do I believe he's going to be that? Look, I I think the jury's still out on it for sure. Am I sold on him? Look, I'm not giving up on Zach Wilson after this year. Nope. I would bring in veteran competition if he stunk this year, but I think he gets the next two years uh, for sure. I think that's what you have to devote to a number two overall pick, and I think he's got all the talent, so you just give him a little bit of time. Josh Allen didn't explode until his third year.
1: Right. Josh Allen's right, and and they built around him. They developed him. They built around him. The first year, what they did was they went out and got him offensive linemen. That's what they did. They got Mm -hmm. Mitch Morse, Cody Ford. Um, they brought in a few other guys, I forget, but they, they went out, they said, let's protect our boy. They gave him a running back. They actually brought in two wide receivers. They brought in uh, Beasley and Brown. Brown. Right. So they, they yep. did bring in two quality wide receivers for him. The next year they made the big trade for Diggs, and that paid dividends, but he was ready for it. You know, he was ready. Like they had the running back. It was his third year in the offense. It was, you know, his line was gelled, you know, like they they were still moving pieces around, but they had guys that were in the system for two, three years now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, dude, don't forget, Buffalo has kept their team together for five years. Their defense, in large part, has been together. This will be their sixth straight year in that system. That's what we need to do. We need to bring guys in. Stop pushing guys off the first fucking ten seconds of adversity. Mm -hmm. Oh, Bill Cuddle, he sucks. He's trash. He's fat. He's lit. Settle down. Let's support our guys. Let's get good. Let's keep the core together. And let's get comfortable and start kicking people's asses. Then we can add pieces. That's what we got to do. That's the goal. Luigi. Brothers to Mario.
0: Uh, thank you for the Super Chat. It says, why not draft sauce at for knowing how many defensive ends that may fall? Same goes for Hamilton at 10. So that, that's kind of the thought process for me. Where if you... If you value all the top five edge rushers, similarly to how I think about it, as you know, all on a similar plane, you know, maybe plus or minus a pick or whatever, but I do think they're all sort of in that realm. They're all good enough to be our second edge rusher or our number one edge rusher. Um, if you get to number four, and let's say the quarterback in Willis went off the board at two, I think that's the only way all the edge rushers are there at, at four. But let's say all five are there. Now the Jets go sauce at four. Now you have to go past picks five, six, seven, eight, nine. You have five picks to to hope an edge rusher doesn't go. Giants are taking O-line, so I'm not worried about that. Panthers are taking O-line or quarterback, most likely. Um, I don't see them going edge rusher, either one of those. So you got the Giants at seven. You got the Falcons at eight, who might go wide receiver. And you got the Seahawks that may wind up going cornerback because we took D.J. Reed around, away from them. Or they might go offensive tackle. Like there, There's a few different options there. Um, so I do think in the situation where the Jets have all the edge rushers available at four, I think they're going to have two or three available to them at 10 if they wait. So I'm okay with that and going your best player available, assuming there's no trade out at four. Uh, and if that's sauce, if that's Hamilton, if that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of probably the only directions I'd wind up going, but I'm okay with passing on edge at four if all of them are available at four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, like we've said, I mean, we've said this a few times, Luigi, I'll I'll say it again. I just think we put a lot of resources into the cornerback position. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, not first round resources, but resources Mm -hmm. nonetheless. We have a nice young cornerback room. Let's see what they got year two. Mm -hmm. and and uh in the system and let's focus elsewhere let's help them out by giving them a legit pass rush and then if we if they don't work we know next year we can we can replace one or whatever we need to do
0: 10 diamonds drops in with the super chat says my idea with watkins was a one-year deal he has a lot of upside i think he's 28 years old he averages 15 yards a catch i know the injuries are scary but you can't go wrong with a one-year prove-it deal, in my opinion. As long as it's a one-year prove-it deal and you can still draft your receiver in the second round, I'm okay with that because I do like the value that Watkins, uh, Sammy Watkins provides, but his injuries are more of a concern for me than some of the injuries to the younger wide receivers in this draft. Greenbean, how are you feeling about uh, yeah. Sammy Watkins and, and
1: his injuries? Well, that's the, like the thing with me is I like I, I'm with you. It's like he's only 28. He's not 33. So, right. We you know we get that, but he feels older and for good reason. Like, he, you know, he has the injuries. He's also had two separate off seasons where he questioned coming back. Like he didn't know if he wanted to come back. And like, I'm of, I'm of the thought uh, 10 diamonds that that we should be bringing guys in that have the potential to stay with Zach for a while not just filling spots for a year like that's what we were doing you know when we were kind of piecing it together you know starting it up you know getting rid of guys kind of cleaning it up like we know who our quarterback is he's going into year two whoever we bring in i want to see them with zach for a few years i want them to have the time and opportunity to develop that chemistry you know what i mean like that's what we want we don't want to switch pieces every now and again or every single year, you know, like, all right, last year we had Keelan Cole and Jameson mm-hmm. Crowder. Now Zach got comfortable with them. They're gone. Now we bring in Sammy Watkins on a one-year deal. Now he's gone. Like, we want to do the best job we can to give Zach pieces that he's going to be with for years, which is why I like Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, I hope. And mm-hmm. uh, we bring in a nice rook, the tight ends, Michael Carter. Like, I want him to have his people, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair for sure. Uh, let's see, we got R.J. McPott drops in with a super chat. He says not to create a ni- uh, not to create nightmare fuel. But who is this year's Josh Allen and who is this year's Sam Darnold with defensive ends? Um, ooh, interesting. I'm gonna say this year's Sam Darnold is Aiden Hutchinson. He has one year of elite production, and it was when Ojibbo wound up coming in uh, with him. Uh, I think there is a thought that he is the top edge rusher, the same way Sam was the top quarterback in that draft, but he may not end up being the top edge rusher. So I will say Aiden Hutchinson could be the Sam Darnold, and I do think that Trayvon Walker, based on projection, could be the Josh Allen, where Josh Allen didn't have the production in college, but his projection was absolutely elite. So Josh Allen equals Trayvon Walker, Sam Darnold equals uh, Aiden Hutchinson in my mind. Green Bean, how would you want to
1: know, relate that? I see it exactly the opposite.
0: Really? Exactly. I th-
1: yeah. I think Aiden Hutchinson, uh, if he would have come out the year before, he would have at least been a second-round pick. He had already had the production. Now, it wasn't elite production, like you said, and I'm sure mm-hmm. Ojabo helped with that, but we'll, what I think we watched was a guy developing, was a guy getting better. You know, he was improving. He was growing. He was learning. He was... You know, the whole thing. That's what I see. I see a guy who's who came into his own uh, this year. And he has up uptrending production to support that. Now, um, Trayvon Walker, on the other hand, I think is Sam Garnold. I think he's flashy. I think mm-hmm. he's very athletic. But I'm telling you, when I watch his tape, I see his first move fail. And he does that thing where he tries to... Uh, he like, he, he just sits back, you know, how many times have you watched our edge rushers run into alignment and stand there and then they sure. try to get a hand up? That's what I think Trayvon Walker is. I just, now he's got the athleticism. If he's, if he's developed right, you know, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I see him as the guy that I'm going to be disappointed with. Um, I also worry a little bit about Jermaine Johnson too, but I like him more. Mm-hmm. I think Hutchinson and Thibodeau are the real deal. And I think Karloftis is the real deal.
0: Uh, so, just so you guys know, in the three years prior to this year, Aiden Hutchinson had a total of three point five sacks. This year, he had fourteen, playing opposite another elite edge rusher in Ojabo. So, it's I, I I think there's legitimate concern there for sure, but I do think he has a lot of talent. So, it's going to be interesting. What's to see the rest how of teams... his
1: stats the year before? The rest of his stats. So he only played in two election. games.
0: So he only played in two games last year. So seven games his freshman year, no sacks, one tackle for a loss, 12 total tackles. Uh, His sophomore year, 69 total tackles, so more than last year uh, for him, in one less game. And he had three and a half sacks his sophomore year. His junior year, he played in two games and got no sacks, no tackles for a loss, had 13 tackles total. This year... 16.5 tackles for a loss, 14 sacks. So definitely his best season by a large margin.
1: Um,
0: I think there's concern there. Like I I, I can understand people not being, you know,
1: fully on board with Hutchinson. The only thing that concerns me is the two point stance stuff. That's it. That's it. Like I said, what I, what I look at there is a guy who's coming up. That's what I look at. You know what I mean? Is a guy who's coming up his senior season. He was an absolute animal. And because you saw it, the the year before when I was watching his tape, the, the uh, I was watching his tape for the previous year. Uh, I already saw it. I was thinking this fucking guy is going to be good. This guy is mm-hmm. going to be good. I thought he was going to come out last year. And mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be, he was probably going to be a second, maybe a third round pick. So he made the right move staying in college, obviously. But what mm-hmm. I saw, I already recognized that when he chose to stay back in school, I was telling everybody last year, that guy's going to be good this, this next year. So I happen to like him. I'm with you. I see what you're saying. I like him, though. So
0: uh, Hebrew plumb, uh, Polymath drops in, and he says, So wait, only one position can have one good season. What about Stingley Madness, a winner, by the way? Uh, the difference is Aiden Hutchinson ended on his best year, where Stingley started on his best year and then has been injured since. So, so that's where... My thought process differs on him. Knifey Spoony drops him in super chat, says, do we draft tight end late or give Yaboa a shot at tight end three? Um, I would still draft a tight end. I would go after someone like a Jeremy Rucker, someone like a Charlie Kolar, and I would say fourth round and later is where I'm looking for a tight end because I think there's a lot of value in tight end in that, you know, sort of realm. Fourth, fifth round. Greenbean, how are you feeling about the tight end position? Where you want to take one, and do you think that uh, Yaboa ends up at tight end three? You are all bluish green right now,
1: which yeah, I, think is I had horrible, to. The, and that's okay. the light is the lights are hurting my eyes. Um, we're 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 in the bright lights for a long time tonight. Um, so, <laughs> I know. Let's try to rip yeah, through these. I had to I had to settle the light down. Um, well, I think we that Kenny Yaboa is tight end three, and we draft one. And we keep four because we want to do all sorts of fun tight end stuff. This is going to be a tight end offense. And I think having more than one behind your two starters is prudent and beneficial. So I think Kenny Yeboah is going to be fine. I I like him. He developed perfectly last year. Nice, smooth, upward trajectory. Last couple games of the year, got a couple receptions, playing in the offense, did some nice blocking. Really, really nice stuff. Um, So I think he is tight end three. And, um, but he should have his competition and, uh, the, the, we should draft a rookie Ruckert, Ferguson, um, Cole, you know, Turner, any of these guys, I, there's so many nice tight ends in this year, especially if they're not coming in to start right away. I think you can get some real gems this year.
0: Sorla's 67 celebrates 15 months of membership. Thank you so much. He gets a free super chat for each month that he winds up being a member here. He says, do you think DK, uh, a DK trade involves a swap of picks four and nine, that's my favorite way of going about this trade. If you can swap four for nine and give them a second round pick, either one, I don't care, to get DK, and then you wind up with nine and 10, 100% I'm all in on it, and I think most people would probably be in on that because Greenbean and I are of the opinion you should take a wide receiver in the second, so if you're giving up a second and still holding on to two top 10 picks, I think it's the right move. Chris Mazer drops in with a Super Chat, says, did a three-round mock fast. This is what I got. Uh, 10 for picks, 16, 49, 120, 194. He got Kayvon Thibodeau at four, Jamison Williams, 16, Jaquan Brisker at 35, uh, Jalen Petrie at 38, Chad Muma, 49, Perian Winfrey at 69. I don't like this because I don't like going safety at 35 and 38. I would rather go with, uh, I mean, I guess you get Muma at linebacker there. I don't hate it. Uh, By any stretch of the imagination, I like that we get our edge rusher, we get our wide receiver. Then we go two safeties, a linebacker, and an interior defensive lineman. Um, Look, we have Whitehead, who's going on a – he's got a two-year contract with us realistically. And then you got uh, LaMarcus Joyner. So is there a situation where we draft two safeties? I guess it's possible. I'm not really hoping for it. I'll be honest
1: got to get at least one in this strong safety class i wouldn't be against taking yes. two but they did bring in a safety in free agency like look we re-signed mm-hmm. lamarcus joiner who i don't have any expectations for mm-hmm. um i hope he's great don't get me wrong but i'm not counting on him ashton davis yeah. is coming into year three second year in the system let's see how he does um but bringing in jordan whitehead You know, he's more of a strong safety, right? That's what. So we need a free safety. I think we have to draft one. Have to. And I wouldn't be surprised if they took another swing at a late round one, but probably not.
0: Uh, Let's see. We got Joseph Sigmore drops in the super chat. Says concern if we trade for AJ Brown. Guy is made of glass, a lot of injuries. We will end up giving up picks, a lot of money just for a guy to be on IR. So Jets. Well, you have to make sure he's going to be healthy and how do his injuries in the past relate to potentially future injuries in the future? Are they all soft tissue guys? Is, does he seem like he's soft or are they kind of freak injuries? Like Carl Lawson kind of had freak injuries happen to him. I believe it was both knees in the ACL and then Achilles, like totally out of left field. So I like A.J. Brown. I wouldn't give up number 10, but I would give up some, you know, the seconds, a third, somewhere along those lines to wind up bringing him in because I do think he is really good. Um, but look, there, there's there's thoughts of the injuries, and, and Green Bean brought it up earlier today. Um, I, I like AJ Brown. I wouldn't be afraid to trade for him. But if we don't, I'm fine with a second round wide receiver as well. Green Bean, your thoughts? Yeah,
1: yeah. And the AJ Brown thing is funny because, and I tried to tell everybody the day it came out, mm-hmm. I made a whole thing live stream video, said, guys, this is Samini saying, oh, this is the whole source. Samini said. Hey, keep an eye on A.J. Brown. He's friends with Elijah Moore. Like, that's it. That's all it was. So, and then, you know, the Titans released the thing today, probably because Jets fans were bombarding them so much. They had to put out a statement. They said, we are not accepting calls on A.J. Brown. Uh, That said, yeah, sure, I'd love to have A.J. Brown on the team, but guess where he was taken? Second round. Second round. That's right, everybody. (laughs) David Girard <laughs> drops in the super chat, says 4
0: and 38 for Chase Young and 11. Yes, all day, 100%. I would do that. No questions asked. I think Chase Young is far better than any edge rusher in this class. And if you're telling me I can have number 10 and number 11 and Chase Young, and then I can wind up going whatever direction I want it. 10 and 11, yes, 100%. I'm all about it. Green Bean, your thoughts?
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's 4 plus 38 for, yeah, I do that. Chase Young and number 11? Sure. So that's essentially trading the way I – because you're not losing a pick in the first. You go down a couple spots, you would have wanted your edge rusher, and you only lost a pick for Chase Young?
0: Shit, Done. Yeah, easy decision for me. Luigi drops in with a super chat. He says, Green Bean, I'd rather draft the most talented player. Why reach? Defensive ends and wide receiver will be there in round two. I don't agree with defensive ends. There, no, I, there will be defensive yeah, ends, great. but I think the top guys are in the top 10, 100%. Wide receiver, yes, I agree with you, but not defensive yes. end.
1: Right. I, that's exactly my thought. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with your statement and your sentiment, and I agree with the wide receiver piece. Defensive ends, I think the drop-off is severe
0: mm-hmm.
1: from the top to the second round to a whole different class. So I wouldn't do that.
0: The NY Bully drops in, celebrating 15 months of membership. Thank you, brother. He gets a free super chat for being a member of the channel. He says, if we go linebacker in the first round, would you consider Devin Lloyd a better option than Nicobe Dean for his coverage ability? Also, congrats on being a first-time dad. Thank you, NY Bully. I'm really excited. Baby girl, due June 11th. I can't wait for it. I'm going to ruin this girl's life by making her a Jet fan. And it's okay, because maybe she will see a far more improved team than I got to see it through the first 32 years of my life. Uh, but would I go Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean? I love N'Kobe Dean. Like, I, look, I like Devin Lloyd. I would have no problem with either one. But N'Kobe Dean just has a violence to him that I think is just so impressive. The way he shook his teammate, uh, you know, in I think it was in the playoffs when he was like, hey, you didn't make the play. I'm going to run over there and make the play, and then you're going to figure it the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I am I like Nicobe Dean. A lot. Like he is my top linebacker. Devin Lloyd would be number two for me. No problems with either one, but Dean would be my preference over Lloyd.
1: Yeah, I think Dean fits Sala better. Like that's just what I think. I happen to like Devin Lloyd just as much as I like uh, Nicobe Dean. I like them both. Um, I really do. Um, but I think Sala has a type. And if mm-hmm. you look at his type, Nicobe Dean fits it. It's like, I mean, it looks like a match made in heaven to me. So if we do go linebacker, I think we'd grab N'Kobe Dean and I would applaud it. And, you know, We'd need to do it in the first, for sure. But yeah, I'd applaud it.
0: All right. We have finally hit the end of our stream. And I've got to go to the Oh, my God. The worst Don't way. say
1: it isn't so.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to hear something
1: I know. funny? Let me tell you something uh, real quick. I want to tell you yes. guys something. So you guys know I'm in my RV still and I'm parked at someone's house. So we have our RV and we're behind, we're like in a driveway. They have a lot of land and we're behind the house, but there's a, there's a dump. Like we could take our hoses and dump it into this pipe that they have. And we've realized yesterday when we were going to dump our tanks that for whatever reason, I parked too far away so I can't dump so both of my tanks are completely full so I can't even go to the bathroom in here tonight. Shitter's I have to move full. It dude <laughs> I can't even do it I gotta I gotta go into I gotta go in the house like it's like midnight I gotta walk in their house oh it sucks <laughs> so that's what I'm dealing with you're gonna walk out that door right there and go take a leak. Yep. I gotta put yep. on shoes
0: <laughs> oh that's brutal Chris Miser oh, yeah. or Mazer drops in with a super chat at the end. He says 1,153 of Jalen Petrie's snaps were at slot corner. Um, look, that could be an issue. It really could. But potentially, maybe not an issue with uh, you know, us playing him at safety in the senior bowl. So we'll have to see and go from there. So Green Bean, you have a list of people. Uh, I'm gonna go to last week's uh, uh talking jets panel. And I'm gonna All pick right. five players or five players,
1: five people. All right, you gotta tell me how to do this end though. I never did this I, end. So, so
0: it's odds or evens. So so the way you do odds or evens is you have your list of people. If it's an uh-huh. odd, you'll scratch off every other name, starting from the top. If it's an even, you're gonna skip the first name that's not scratched and then go every other name from there. So it's pretty pretty straightforward.
1: Okay, uh, gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's not nothing nothing too crazy.
1: Starts with one and two. I got you.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Exactly. All right. Let's see who we got in terms of comments for last week's stream. Uh, I let's see. Is there how many of you are in here? Okay. So I'm gonna give you a few names. You let me know when you have them written down.
1: I'm ready. We're gonna
0: we're gonna go. Oh, ahead. you're gonna give
1: me names. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm go gonna ahead, give you go five
0: ahead. names. So we're gonna say Eric Jacobson.
1: Choose the uh, short ones.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Go ahead. That's no, all right. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, just Richard. You know, there's it's it's only one word, Richard.
1: Okay, just not just. Rich.
0: It's literally Richard. That's oh, it.
1: Richard. Okay, yeah. Richard. Got it.
0: Um, let's go with Matt McCormick.
1: Matt. M-C or M-A-C?
0: Uh, M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K.
1: Okay, M-C-C, got it.
0: We're going to go with Steve Wiren, W-I-R-E-N. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're gonna go. Let's see, just scrolling down a little bit. Let's go with um, let's go with Mark Crooks, M A R K space C R O O K S.
1: Okay, all right, let's do it.
0: All right. Let's do some odds and evens. When we get down to like the final three or so, then we'll ask for the chat's number as well. So okay. ready? Three, yep. two, one. All right, we oh,
1: got I gotta some go odds. To the other page. Hold on, I got to go. What What did you put up?
0: I had two, so we're, we're going odds. Okay.
1: All right, so start with the first one.
0: Start with the first and one, and scribble them all off.
1: Jeremy's gone. Oh, no. Freagle D is gone. Pete DiTraglia is gone. Paris is gone. Kadoza is gone. Oh. Commander Commander Cool is gone. Hebrew polymath is gone. There goes Richard. There goes Stephen. And that's it. Okay, let's do it again.
0: All right, three, two, one.
1: That's so an odd. The odds. Okay. Yep. Okay.
0: It's fun scribbling names off, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright. Do it again. Alright. Wait, let me three. see how many I have here. Wait, 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 wait. One, two, three. I got four left.
0: All right. Five.
1: One, so, four. so
0: all right. So we'll do an odds or evens and then it'll be the chat one. So three, okay. two,
1: one. Okay, odds. Odds all night.
0: All right, so chat, give us a number. First number up will be the third number that we add to our number. So green beans, three, two, one. We got a seven seven plus, let's see who pops up, plus a two. Seven plus a two. We got a nine.
1: Okay, we got a nine. That's odds. Yep. All right, Eric Jacobson. Eric Eric Jacobson Jacobson. Yeah,
0: Eric, you are a winner for tonight's t-shirt giveaway. Reach out to me on social media, whether it be through Gmail or Facebook or Instagram, something along those lines. Let me get your information so I can send you a shirt. Gitmo Bob, you better feel better. We want you back here ASAP. We're going to send you a shirt. We got a few things planned for you. Uh, Jeremy, I see you in the chat. Reach out to me uh, via email. Let me know gitmos uh information so that way we can send him something good guys thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight green any last thoughts for our panel
1: um this was crazy man this is almost four hours of this so i hope mm-hmm. you guys are grateful <laughs> I'm uh, you guys are the best i know i'm spent i'm really spent uh, but it was a good time, man. We still got over 400 of you crazy bastards in here with us. So that's uh, that's why we're <laughs> still here. Um, yeah, we got the Thursday thick of it on Thursday uh, with Frankie from Flatbush, Far2K, Jeremy, we all hang out there. 8 p.m. on Thursday night, Green Bean Jets fan, and I just passed 6,000 subs. So if you haven't subbed over there, we're a to fucking get over there and hang out and sub, and we'll have a good time.
0: Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. We'll be back here live next Tuesday, 8 o'clock to hopefully 10 o'clock, not 1142. But, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. My name's Ryan. This is Jets Talk signing off.
1: J-E-T-S!